Weird Science DC Comics podcast will spoil this week's comic books and use very, very naughty words. If either of those things upset you, go listen to NPR. When you eventually grow a pair, don't worry, we will be waiting for you. Thank you and enjoy. A deserted warehouse on the outskirts of town. And a ticking bomb spells trouble for Batman and Robin. Holy breaking and entering, it's Batgirl. Quick, Batgirl, untie us before it's too late. It's already too late. I've worked for you a long time, and I'm paid less than Robin. Holy discontent. Same job, same employer means equal pay for men and women. No time for jokes, Batgirl. It's no joke. It's the federal equal pay law. Holy act of Congress. Can we talk about this later? Will Batgirl save the dynamic duo? Will she get equal pay? Tune in tomorrow or contact the Wage and Hour Division listed in your phone book under the U.S. Department of Labor. Let's turn down the lights, cozy up together, and get a little weird. That's right, everyone. It's that time again for the number one podcast from those lovable guys at Weird Science. Yeah. I'm Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is Weird Out Loud, episode 11. We're going to get a little right, sexy tonight, everyone. 11. I didn't even know you were going to get sexy. <laughs> you like my sexy voice. No, I'm actually turning it off really bad by now. I don't know what voice that is. That is not as sexy, but that's like a rapist voice. <laughs> that's the last voice that a woman I, I hears. I called the police. I called oh, the police. God. We traced uh, the call. It's coming from yes. inside your own it's home. It's coming from inside your van. <laughs> oh, this is a heck of an intro. Hi, Eric. Hello, Jim. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Had myself a lethal weapon marathon today and ate way too many pizza fries. Yeah, I hear that those pizza fries weren't good to you. Was it funny? We did a podcast right before this. Uh, did Mike Blanchard's uh, Geekcast Radio podcast previews. after dark previews on the shelf, uh, whatever it's called. But uh, was it funny that he didn't know what pizza fries were? Yeah, is that like an aerial, like a like an, an aerial thing? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's from the, the sky. sky. <laughs> No, I, I guess it is. I mean, I don't know. Do you think places that have pizza places would have pizza fries? But I guess uh, I would guess that in Blanche's world, a pizza place to him is Pizza Hut. Or maybe I, guess, I don't know. I'm or saying, I, I know he's originally from Boston. Now he lives mm-hmm. in Kentucky. And, but he's never heard of pizza fries, which blows my mind because I love them. I get them every time I go to the pizza place. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pizzeria. Yeah, that's well, how we do that's it here. That's the problem. If you don't have a pizzeria... You don't have a, the pizza, the fries. I had a problem oh, I once. I think I told you about that where I was joking around with one of my buddies at my old job. And I called up the place, and as a joke, I said, hey, I'd like to order the two of pizza, the pies. And when I got there, the guy had two pizza fries for me, so the joke was on me. And it works because you were a dick. It was okay. Well, and it was okay because I like pizza fries. But, yeah, delicious. It, it didn't go well, so I stopped being a jerk-off. When I order pizza, <laughs> actually, I have the worst time ordering anything over the phone. I over-explain things and I get nervous. And it's the same with drive-throughs. I'm awful at drive-throughs. I have to know exactly what I'm going to order. And if anybody in the car 
uh, goes any sort of variation of what they originally had told me, I'm I'm done. I get all flustered. I get upset. The best part is my girlfriend does this thing where if I, like um actually I don't even know she might she probably does it when I'm not in the car with her. She's picking up stuff and bring it back. Mm-hmm. Where I order the same thing every time, and actually it probably works out better if she's by herself. But whenever she goes through the drive-through, she'll order what she wants. She'll order and when she orders what I want, she'll be and my boyfriend would like because she doesn't want the people inside to think <laughs> she's eating all this food by herself. <laughs> And the thing is, when I'm in the car with her and she does, like, you don't have to tell my, yeah. my boyfriend. I could just see him like, yeah, your boyfriend, all right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Your, oh, your three triple whoppers yeah, with calm cheese. Calm down, fatty. Your boyfriend, and, we yeah. get it. And, and <laughs> does she get you a drink as well? No, I don't like the fountain So that's one. So she gets one soda. So they're like, okay, yeah. you're getting three burgers, <laughs> two fries, one I soda. About it. <laughs> okay, yeah, you get the diet soda, don't you? All right, sorry, have fun, makes... lady. Have fun with your boyfriend. It sounds like I'm a jerk though, because well, like if she'll go out, I'll send her out because I'm usually working on the site or something around dinner time, mm-hmm. and I don't want to stop a review in the middle of it. So I'll send her out by myself, but I never thought about that drink thing because I always just have a two-liter at home. It would be so great if you were from Canada. That would be perfect. It's my boyfriend from Canada. All right. (laughs) Yeah, we believe you. Yeah, you wouldn't know him. He's from Canada. As she drives away, she's crying, (laughs) eating one of the birds. Freaking the song, Your Beautiful Zone, and the blaring in the car, You're Beautiful. (laughs) Fries shoving in her mouth. Uh, Oh, my poor girlfriend. I hope uh, she never listens to this. Yeah, I hope so. That's pretty good. Well, you know, you know what we're gonna do. What we usually do, we're gonna start with listener mail. I love listener mail. You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Shoving the burger, <laughs> parked somewhere on the side of the road, eating quickly so she could get home, and you don't even know she ate. Sitting in front of the Kmart, there's no one else there to see her. <laughs> oh God, the police show up. Excuse Thank- me, what's wrong? They see her. That- Never mind. Oh, we're gonna leave. Never you alone. mind. <laughs> okay, well, we have listener mail. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Listener mail, and you know what that means? That means we get to hear from John. Oh yes, our boy John. And uh, remember what John said last week? Uh, we're getting a little bit better. Yeah, he said we were getting. That was better. last week, right? Yeah, yeah last week last was good. Week. He he's he's back to the good old John that we know and love because this week he says, "Eric, you suck. Jim, you swallow." At least I'm the classy lady Bastard. in this scenario. Bastard. See, that's he's going with that. That's ridiculous. You know what, John? You're out. From now on, <laughs> I'm not reading. No, I'll read whatever you put because that's what we do. And you know what, John? That must not like me, and that's gonna that hate's gonna continue later. But for right <laughs> now, the best part is, is we got another email that is from John Hader. So it's <laughs> John great. Got John, John mail. has his own mail now. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to actually email John and tell him, you know, maybe he can come on the podcast once. That'd be pretty good. Have him Honestly, on live. I, I, that's pretty much how I spent my entire childhood being told I suck. I don't need that on my podcast. Well, you suck. I swallow. I don't know which is worse. Uh, I know. I know which is worse. Yeah, we all do. But John Hader <laughs> says, tell John to shut the fuck up and go make his own podcast. Maybe yeah. his mommy won't let him, and that's why he's angry at you. Maybe you it is. You think that's it? His mom's mad at him? He's down that's... in the... I'm, I'm imagining that this John Hader is telling us that John's down in the basement. Of course. 
He's got like an old TV with the rabbit ears going uh, with tinfoil. The tinfoil, yeah. yeah, the yeah tinfoil's going that on there, and he just hates everything. I don't know well, where. I would, hate everything, I would this, hate everything in that scenario, too. Well, somehow this TV gets our podcast I, <laughs> in the scenario. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's it. So, John, you have your own hater now, so now you guys can fight it out. Thank you, John Hater, for standing up for us. Now the next we won't one, do it ourselves. <laughs> yep. The next one is from F-Line. And F-Line actually has a legitimate question, which we rarely get on these uh, listener mails. But what F-Line oh, no. <laughs> asked was, what canceled New 52 books do you suggest going back and reading? I'm looking for ones that tell a complete story. And you can go first because I actually it's thought so of some things and I, I'm drawing a blank now. But you go first. Well – I'm going to go with Blue Beetle because I love Blue Beetle. No, the, you're wrong. You... <laughs> wrong. That's no, not the you... correct answer. <laughs> That's not the correct answer. But no, um, Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes for the New 52. I really love this run. The art was great. I love the stories of you know a young hero trying to make sense of how to like do what he can with this goddamn scarab on his back and wants to make him into a killer. It was a great story. And also, if you want to check it out to continue that story because it kind of just died – Read Threshold, which is not great. I can't say it's – I can never say it's great. No. But it continues the Blue Beetle story and it has this outer space adventure with a, another, with a Green Lantern you'll never see again. But it was interesting and it got better as it went along. In the beginning, it was very hard to read. But I love the fact that it continued Blue Beetle's story. So that's my answer for you there. Um, mine – see, I, I'm kind of conflicted. My main one would probably be – Nightwing, but I, I, to me, it did tell a complete story, but then it ended so oddly to get into um, Forever Evil yeah. that it's hard to suggest that. And also, it kind of had a tie-in stuff with... I, if I'm going to suggest a book, I'd like to suggest something that didn't have a lot of tie-ins, and that tied right. into Death of the Family, and, and uh, I think even um, Court of the Owls, so you don't get a yeah. complete story. So what I'll give you is... Superman Unchained by uh, Scott Snyder and Jim Lee. And again, I, I don't think that this series lasted as long as it was supposed to or should have. We got but nine issues do... out of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then the nine issues, you do get a, a story. I really liked it. Now, I haven't gone back and read it. The problem when it was coming out is there were so many delays that you kind of got lost during the story. But I think as a trade, probably would be pretty kick-ass. Yeah, would, I think that would be a cool trade. Yeah, that would be my suggestion. So, F-Line, you go. Forget what Eric said about this Blue Beetle garbage. Love go Blue read Beetle. Superman Unchained and you'll be fine. Now, you know what that is? That was that comic one? book talk, Eric. Fuck yeah. And the next one, AWipe27 wrote, yeah. Thank God you guys actually talked comics. Now, I'm, I'm guessing he's talking about last... Oh, that was pure on comics. No bullshit. Thank God you guys actually talked comics. I'm sick of hearing about your boring lives. (laughs) (laughs) They're interesting to me. We do have boring lives. Oh, my God. You and your freaking, what, lethal weapon marathon? That was an awesome day, dude. I watched Castaway today. And you hate that movie. You've told me time and time Uh, again how you you hate that movie. You know what I realized? I've never really watched the whole thing. But we watched watched the whole thing today. I was uh, getting ready for the podcast. I was doing some previews, putting up stuff on the site, and uh, my kids were watching it. And the problem with my kids watching movies now is every one of them thinks they're a freaking comedian. 
It's like Mystery Science uh, Werner Kids Theater going on, and everybody's got their own comments. None of them good. It drive me nuts. I was screaming at them at one point because I couldn't take it anymore. These, these quotes were just the worst. Did you hit them? No, I did not. I did not hit them. I was close. Wow. Um, yeah. No, I'm saying with the Lethal Web Marathon, though, like uh, on the comments today, somebody wrote, like, uh, I think it was Jasanga wrote about the Teen Titans. And then you wrote something that I just wouldn't agree with you. So I went, word, Murtaugh. And that made me think of Lethal Weapon 3. I was like, you know what? I got to start watching some Lethal Weapon. Mm -hmm. Well, then I responded with word up, cameo. Yeah. <laughs> and that didn't make you go listen to any cameo songs, did it? Honestly, I, I like the corn version myself, which is oh, kick ass. So I do gracious. love that song. That is awful. Okay. No, you know what we're doing now? We're not talking comics to a guy who said he liked us talking comics. I find it ironic. But it's you know who's going to like that? The next that? one from Tim, who says, oh. is there any way the podcast can skip the comic talk? I know it wouldn't make sense since it's a comic book podcast, but I like the other stuff better. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Honestly, we've actually talked about this. It wouldn't make sense in the editing room where we just take all the stuff and make it another podcast so we can have our like our bullshit podcast that yes, we just talk about bullshit. nonsense. Yes, we talk about a bunch of crap. I like it. I, I actually, I bet you that if we did that, we're like, okay, let's go. We wouldn't yeah. have anything to say. It's when we're talking about stuff and then it just we just run on. We have the diary of the mouth. We got the runs. I don't like that term. And you had like you had pizza fries tonight, so you're going to have diarrhea of the actual butthole. Hopefully I can get through this podcast all right. Yes, hopefully, because you know you are a performer. Yes, I am, This is sir. your time yes, to shine. I am. It's your time <laughs> to shine. And you know who else likes you? This next uh, mail, this is directed at me. It's by a guy who liked to be termed Team Eric. I like him already. I don't. That's the <laughs> worst name I've ever heard. It's a bunch of crap. Team Eric says, Jim, stop whining about your miserable life and let Eric get a word in once in a while. This is what I told you after the podcast. I was like, man, you brought this to a dark place. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Need you. To cheer Thank the you, hell up Team next Eric. Week. I was miserable last week. I had a horrible week last week. This yes, week exactly. I had a less horrible week. Still horrible, but less horrible. Yeah, miserable uh, life. I got you. I just, I'm telling you. Anybody who wants to be on Team Eric, you, oh my God, that is a that's the worst team to pick. Don't worry, baby. I'm on Team Jim. I, I imagine everybody on Team Eric likes to sleep in, uh, grow a <laughs> beard, awesome. grow a beard, uh, man or woman. They See, I'm beards. It's, it's not growing eye patches. It's the fact that headbands. not shaving. Headbands, oh. yeah, that's a must. Headbands, eye patch, preferably made out of a bottom of t-shirt you cut. The eye patch? No. Eye patch is one goddamn time because I got something fucked up in my eye. You're not going to let this go. You wear really? an eye patch one time, you're a cocksucker. I mean, uh, <laughs> Whoa. a pirate. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are, unless you do it at summer camp. Swallow it up, Jim. Swallow All it right. up. All right, Team Eric. That's Where's right. the Team Jim? I'm calling out for Team Jim email. Oh, oh by the way, we, we didn't even say it before we started this little section. If you want to call or call, if you want to write in and tell us we suck or we're jerks, uh, you could do it at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com like all these other people did, and we're certainly going to read it. Preferably not those things he just said. Yeah, you know, we are so unprofessional. I said to myself and said to you, before we start everything, we should, you know, we have to get rid of the, you know, get done the, the normal stuff that people do. I can't even <laughs> say it. 
<sighs> Lord the I, I just figured we were going to do it at the end is all. No, just calm down, baby. No. Okay. The next guy, Zuropa. He says, you guys are complete assholes. I love you. Oh, uh, thanks, Europa. Thank that you. means a lot. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm more uh, believing that he thinks we're assholes than he loves us. I'm okay with that. If he loves us, where, is his, where are these people uh, doing their review or their star ratings on iTunes? Tell me oh, that. Where are they? <laughs> They'll get there, baby. I it's told these people that they harder. can't write in unless they do that, and I don't see anything up there. Look, I, I'll suck them off and you finish it, all right? Okay, well, you better keep it down a little. we got to get a little more appropriate because this next, this next one is from a, a guy, a kid named Eric, actually. All right. Bad name. Oh, Jesus Eric says, I am 12, and I love your site and podcast. <laughs> it's so not appropriate, Eric. Turn it off now. Me and, my, <laughs> me and my friend want to do the same and want to know how you guys started and a good name we can use. We like Batman the most, but also like Flash. Good people to like. Yeah. Well, um, how do you how get do started? Start? Pr- pretty much. We um, just started one day and mm-hmm. kept up with it. Yeah, that's about it. I told Pretty you. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm saying, if you do it, you got your buddy who you want to do this with, mm-hmm. just keep doing it. I'm saying, put it out there and just do it. You'll You're get saying stuck. just do just, it. Just do it. Nike the fuck out of this yeah. thing. And I'm saying, you'll be discouraged at first. Just keep it up. Things will get better. Don't let assholes bring you down. Because that, like, that happens to Jim all the time. He takes everything fucking personally. Yes, I do. Yeah. Don't do that. And as for a name. Team Eric. <laughs> The team I, Eric. No. no, I'm looking at Team Eric's mail, and I'm taking it personally. Still. Oh, Jesus! And John, the both are uh, you're dead to me. Both of them. I, I like him myself. But well, what are you going to say to Eric? Well, you're. I'll, I want to jump in, and I'll say the same thing. That basically, you pound the hell out of you. You just anything you think of, you write it up, you put it out there, and pound people into submission until they have to just give up and, and read because <laughs> that's what we God's did. Sick. Godzilla the hell out of yes, it, as we say and, here and behind the scenes. Don't get lazy at first. Later, you can get lazy. Eric mm. Eric got lazy. Sure did. But at the beginning, we didn't. But yeah, you just keep doing it. No matter what you do, don't go on Reddit. They're gonna, no. They'll discourage oh you, and you will want to hang yourself. <laughs> um, but as, as for a name, you like Batman and Flash, I say that it's Batman Flash. That'd be a good one. Honestly? Bat Flash. Um, I say just flashback. I'm saying the way we came up with weird science. Is Jim and I really just happened to both like the movie, uh, the John Hughes movie, Weird Science, and we said, "Fuck it, we're going with that." Because the site at one point was almost Whopper Wednesday. Yeah, it was because be we Whopper both love Whoppers, and they had the deal on the Whoppers on Wednesday. And new comic books going on Wednesday. Perfect, right? Perfect. Wednesday's Whopper <laughs> Wednesday to me. Yeah, we oh, would have yeah. had some weird traffic to the site. Then yeah. I came up with the best title that Eric uh, put down was Jim and Eric's comic book podcast or Jim and Eric's comic book blog. Yeah, it's right. I like there, Weird right Science better. Yeah, Weird Science is pretty good. Now, and if you want to take after us, though, I, I think that a good name to try to stay in this whole vein, you could even take from the John Hughes film. But I think you should go with an Oingo Boingo and be a dead man's party, a freaking comic book blog. A twelve-year-old's gonna go with that. Yeah, nobody knows. Oh, actually, you know what you should do? Watch and listen to as much '80s stuff as you can. It'll help you out so much. I think you just want him to make our site. Yeah, well, why, why not? Why can't Eric make his own site called Batty Flash? Honestly, I thought you were talking to me for a second. I'm like, <laughs> wow, man, is this the out right here? <laughs> you're done. I've shut down the studio. You. I replaced you with Daniel. Now it's time He's to go in, to freaking you're do. Out. It's, time, it's time to go do children shouldn't blog with dead things. That's right. All right, the next <laughs> mail, and and good luck, Eric. Yes, keep it up. 
Yeah, yeah. Just don't go on Reddit. Yeah. The next mail is from Ben, who says, what's the big deal with this Batgirl cover? Ooh. And this is going to tie into the last three emails, actually. We got emails. Uh, I think that it's become slightly known in our little section of the universe that you don't like Batgirl, and nope. the bat- and quote-unquote team Batgirl doesn't like us. So no. these next ones there, uh, next mail's Flatliner says, The more I hear from Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher, the more I understand your hate and anger towards them. <laughs> and then the last one's from Alice who says, I know you guys have a quote-unquote relationship with the Batgirl team. What do you think about this cover controversy? And you know what? This mail is going to lead into the next section, which is kind of what we like to say our news section. But it's basically this week's going to be about this Batgirl stuff. Because it was big news. Uh, I heard about it and got pissed off immediately. And I want to hear what you think. You want to hear what I think? Yeah. I'm going to listen to you for a little and kind of <laughs> simmer down a little. Again, yeah, though, sorry. this happened when? This happened. I think this happened Sunday or Monday. Sunday or Monday around there. So, and it always, all this it. stuff happens right after the podcast. <laughs> and then it takes a week for us to go. And I, I, I was so angry. When I saw this stuff breaking and, and going down that I wanted to call an emergency podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the most pretentious thing ever, an emergency podcast. But we didn't. We'll never call an emergency podcast. But, I, you know, this happened with uh, Greg Rucka. It, it happens all the time that this stuff always happens early in the week, and then we have to wait a whole week to scream and yell about it. And then by the time we get to it, I don't feel like screaming and yelling anymore. That's the thing. I never feel like screaming and yelling. I'm a very mellow person. Now, this is this controversy is bullshit. Well, you wanna you wanna explain what it is first? Well, right now it's a variant cover for uh, June's Batgirl number forty one, which Raphael Albuquerque was you know hired to do a variant cover with the Joker since it's the seventy fifth anniversary. Yep. So, what would make sense to do a Batgirl cover with the Joker? A fucking homage of the goddamn Killing Joke. Yeah, I really. If you're going to do a Batgirl cover with the Joker, that's what you do. Yeah. And it's you know what mo- you'd also want to do is make a kick-ass cover. And, and I this think is he both. did. Yeah, yeah, he did that. The cover is it's great. Is it inappropriate? I don't think so. Uh, I here's the thing. They have this new Batgirl. This yeah. Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, Bad Celebrity Star, Seeking, well, fucking, it's, yeah. It's, it's more the, the writers. They have their background. And I, I don't mind that they are uh, protective of background. That's fine. But background isn't yours. They don't, they're That's not. Right, it's and when, mine. when people, it's everyone's. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you know what? It's more yours than theirs. They're a creative team, they are a blip on the radar when all is said and done. I know that this new Batgirl is, you know, supposedly popular. The problem is, is anybody who talks to us, and maybe because we don't like it as much, the people who don't like it tend to gravitate towards us. Makes sense. But most of the people that we talk to, and I'm talking on Tumblr, uh, on our site, what I see on Twitter, uh, down at the Five and Dime, drinking (laughs) a milkshake and talking to people – People don't seem to be in love with this Batgirl. Critics seem to love it, besides you. And yeah. uh, I told you, it's it's starting to fade a little. Um, but I don't get that they are the be-all, end-all of Batgirl. 
And again, I wish Gail Simone would have stepped up because they took over for Gail Simone, and she didn't want to get involved. Who's going to get no. involved with this? Now, it's, nobody's going to win if you get involved. And, no, absolutely but, not. But the problem is – see, this is me when I think crazy stuff in my head, which you know yeah. I always do. If she liked this Batgirl or she didn't like this cover, I think she would have come out and said that she didn't. She, all she said was, hey – I don't have anything to do with this Batgirl. I don't know why you're asking me. That was basically what I saw her response was. To me, that's yeah. a big old loud, these guys are insane. I don't know what they're doing. I love that cover. And I guarantee you, if Gail Simone was on the book, that cover would be a variant cover. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was great. And Raphael Albuquerque tweeted that cover out a little <coughs> bit before. And when you look, it got so much play on Twitter and it seemed like one or two people were against it, and the one or two people that were against it legitimately had the issue that ended up being the issue, that they think this new tone Batgirl, this wasn't appropriate. But you know what? It's an homage to a, a, one of the best Batgirl stories, one of the biggest events in Batgirl's life. And one of the it's best friggin' trades I've ever read. It's a, it's a variant cover. You can yeah. still buy the book without buying this cover. <laughs> You don't have to buy that cover. Why is it such a big deal? I said to you, and I'm sure a million people have said it, if that cover was to a Red Hood book and it had Jason Todd with the Joker behind him with the, uh, the crowbar, people would love it. And it would still it. be going. And there, again, I kind of want Raphael Albuquerque to do that cover next. Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher want to pretend that this whole uh, killing joke didn't happen, yet I'm telling you, in every every week it seems it's referenced in one of the books. In Batman Eternal oh. this week it was even somewhat referenced when oh, she, yeah. she takes care of Joker's daughter and then says, you don't understand how many times I've uh, you know practiced beating up that face. It's all – and Brendan Fletcher came out and said in another interview, and I, I don't remember where it was, basically, hey – Joker is never going to be in this book under my watch. Your watch. You freaking <laughs> Guantanamo Bay. You're there at the wall, you know, and your face next to you is a goo. What? That, I... was, that was from uh, Few Good Men. All right. I, I, I totally can't do lost it in on this. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was what he yelled when he's yelling. I believe we're, that's what uh, Jack Nicholson is yelling at, at Tom this Cruise. This was summer camp, was uh, it? Oh, it's going off. No, but they, they seem to think that they are the spokesman for everything now. And it really, really annoys me. And I, I know you told me that when this happened, Cameron Stewart came out and it did kind of go against him a bit. Oh, yeah. People kind of, you know, people were kind of making fun of him. And in the initial announcement, there was, was the announcement was that there, there was a Twitter campaign and <laughs> people were threatening violence and all this. And number one, that's a bunch of hooey. There's none of that. There's none of that. This Twitter campaign, three people. Yeah, I, there's more of a Twitter campaign probably right now about you eating pizza fries than there was about this goddamn cover. Yeah, next time I should get a small. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, no, and then the Cameron night, the, Stewart had to kind of defend himself. It's all a bunch of crap. The night this dropped, I went on uh, Cameron Stewart's Twitter. And actually, no, I actually uh, freaking uh, did the search for hashtag change the cover, which yeah, is the change big deal. the cover, yep. And I was looking through what different people were saying. And, you know, it's all people for this cover pretty much. Yeah, it was people hijacked that whole change the cover Nonsense. Not only that, it just became a gigantic hate thing for Cameron Stewart. Yep. Well, then, and then he, I, well, go on. I'll say I stumbled across this one where apparently 
He is blocking motherfuckers left and right, yeah. which I'm sure you have to do so you don't get swamped on your Twitter. No, but like no. People... You, you can't do that when you come out and say that everybody gets their own thoughts and we don't. No, he, he only likes to hear what he wants to hear. This has been since our problem with him about our, you know, tweeting him about a, a, a issue. You gave it a 7 out of 10. We tweet it, and right away he jumps down our throat. Oh, oh I can't believe you tweeted us because all you do is hate on us and all this. No, you know what we do? We review comics. In his defense, so a little bit, I did, even though I enjoyed that one issue, I did spend half oh, that I know. review talking but about how much I hated the fucking is, though, run so You know far. what? You're a big boy. Not you. Him. He's yeah, a big I'm boy. A... He can take it, you know, the good and the bad. Uh, you know, not everything's freaking sunshine and roses, and nobody, not everybody's blowing smoke up his goddamn ass, and that's what he wants, and that's what he thinks is going to happen. And luckily, he's seeing that that's not what's going on because he's taking all this love and this cra- Oh, I love this new background. I can't believe. Oh, where have you been all my life? And now it's starting to turn. And I said to you, I was really hoping, or I am hoping that at least this cover controversy. And again, he won. It's it's done. Yeah, and now yeah. and uh, yes, Raphael Albuquerque said, you know, I I want it down. Uh, I don't believe that it was anything that he did that he thinks that that cover is inappropriate. He wanted to do that cover. That's an awesome cover, and I That's hope that. that guy goes to every convention and sells a million of those freaking prints everywhere he goes and makes enough money to live in a mansion because <laughs> it's an awesome cover. But Tony, I'd buy one from him. Uh, I hope that this at least shows Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher. That they they aren't the authority of everything. Yes, I I understand right now they're they're high on their horse. They're riding the wave. Everything at DC seems to be changing because of them. Yeah, I, it's, it's driving me nuts. And I, everybody we talk to in podcasting and all this stuff, everybody's pissed. Nobody's happy. Hmm. Uh, again, I just oh goodness gracious, driving me nuts. That's all. Anything else you have to say about that? Because, boy, I I, I just get very angry at this whole thing. I, all... saying, I don't have any proof of this, obviously, but uh, I want to say that it was the team backrow, as he likes to call it. Yeah, team backrow. Pressured Raphael Albuquerque and taking it down after this backlash. And then he went and came out and said, I'm going to take this down. So, you know, I think he was pressured into it initially, I oh, believe. I, I don't think I he think did that, it on his own merit. I think that Team Batgirl went and whined to D.C. And then D.C. told Raphael Albuquerque, hey, we're going to get rid of this. You can save face by saying you don't want to do it. Well, you're a good yeah. guy. You do this. Okay, here we go. And then Raphael Albuquerque, hey, you know what? I realize I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And again, I think Raphael Albuquerque, from the little we've dealt with him, seems like a pretty nice guy. Oh, yeah, and I think that crazy. anything that's going to cause controversy, if there's two people out there, which there, ha- there are legitimately people who thought that this cover was not appropriate, and if he thinks that and he thinks he's going to hurt somebody with this cover, he'll take it down. I think that that's what happened. But I don't like the idea that this team Batgirl thinks that their book is for, oh, uh, some of these things, it's like, oh, do you want a nine-year-old seeing this cover? Well, you know what? Number one, don't buy him that cover. Number two, there's things in the back row book that I don't want a nine-year-old girl to see either. That the whole series, their series starts with Batgirl waking up after a drunken night with a guy she came home with. I don't want a nine-year-old girl seeing that. So there. 
when she had a couple of drinks and went to go take out that drunk driver. Yeah, or that. She's taking out drunk driver. Again, it's just, I don't understand how, if they didn't say anything, this would have blew over. That cover probably would have sold better than any of those other Joker variant oh, yeah. covers. And, and nothing would have happened. But they have to make a stand. They have to be, oh, we're the, the righteous, moral few. Here we are. Don't get that. Oh, da, 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 da. I hope Raphael Albuquerque says, okay, you know what? I love doing covers. I don't want to work with these people anymore. They can do what the hell they want. I'll keep doing well. He did a lot of Batwoman covers, uh, which were awesome. And he should be on a normal book, a regular book. His oh, art yeah. is awesome. Uh, and, it, you know, and he works with Scott Snyder on um, oh, what's American it? Vampire. American Vampire. And I would like to hear the conversation when they're looking and, and Scott Snyder, who is a great writer. You know, I've I have complaints about the guy, but he's a great writer. This he likes to telling Joker stories, but not on Brendan Fletcher's watch. No Joker stories here. You know, you can't go and and do a Joker story and do a kick-ass Joker story in a way that you find appropriate. Nope, no Joker, no Joker here. Well, eventually, this whole like you know youthful or like a uh, new audience approach that DC's taken is gonna the bubble's gonna burst like the freaking superhero TV shows. Yeah, bubbles is gonna burst like in June. We've got uh, well, Teen Titans has already taken this approach with um, being more of like the Batgirl, uh, like the present Batgirl. But we have Black Canary starting up in June. We are Robin. It's just gonna be more uh, Gotham Academy. It's just going to be more and more of turning this young tone. It's going to alienate all the older people that have been reading these their entire lives. I know. And it's well, going to, it, it's it going to switch. Has. I'm saying, though, it's going to, I'm saying that the bubble's going to break, and it's going to switch back eventually. We've got, got to bide our time, really. Yeah, I know. We just sit back and watch it all happen. <sighs> no, i like, I got to let it flow out of me now. I'm saying, I do not like the new direction of Batgirl, but if I read a book that, like a Batgirl, I happen to, you know, not hate, I'll give it a decent review. I'm saying, yeah. I, that's the worst part, is I say not hate instead of a like. Yeah. That's a fucking pessimistic way to look at it. And I actually want to, I'm going to take that back. Y'all didn't hear that shit. But no, I'm saying, if I like the book, I'm going to give it a decent review. If I have issues with it, problems, yeah, I'm going to give it a bad review. And they don't they, like that too much, apparently. They don't like that. They only like... To get smoke blown up their ass, it seems. And the, the main problem I have with the book is that you have a new, younger tone, which they're trying to promote to get a younger audience, but this new Batgirl, to me, is portraying women in a terrible light. It's all about seeking fame. Not even women. Just fucking young people in general. Teenagers, whatever. They're all little assholes who want to get rich and famous and play with their goddamn phones and take selfies. That is the entire run so far. Well, I actually put, I think it was on... This week's Batgirl on the site, and I said it's they're trying to make this book out like it's for these young adults, young girls, but yet they stereotype that same group as being just awful, self-absorbed assholes. And yeah. why? Why would you do that? Why? So I, I don't get their game. I really don't. We'll talk about it a little later because Batgirl was this week. Yeah. But in reading that book even it, it almost seems like they think they're the smartest guys in the room and that I think they're, they're that. in a joke that they don't think anybody has figured out like they're laughing at people and these people they're not that smart you're I'm saying that if we if this is their idea of tearing Barbara down to build her back up to what they want her to be I can understand that but we're ha like we're finally kind of getting to what where it looks like that but all this fucking ones before it it was just played straight and heard as being terrible. Just mm -hmm. an awful fucking young person. That's but, the thing. I hate saying it's not a teenager, but it is a young person. But no joker on like their a, watch, Eric. 
No Joker. I was looking at it this week, and uh, the killing joke is still in continuity. The Joker paralyzed Mm -hmm. her. It is. It it doesn't look like she was ever at Oracle now, but um, I I totally lost my train of thought on this. But uh, they don't want to reference it. I actually, you know what? I have. A, I know where I was going with this. I'm gonna wait for the background okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah, I was about. gonna say we're starting to actually get in the more Batgirl talk and not the cover. Yeah. Uh, what I like though is that they just had a secret origins where that was involved, correct? Yeah. And next month uh, we were on uh, that uh, Mike Blanchard's podcast, and one of my Previous. picks for yeah. next. Month is the convergence title Nightwing Oracle. So there, DC itself is not embarrassed about a killing joke, and it's. I'm guessing that it's probably the best-selling trade still each month. Of just to me, it's it's everybody gets that. Everybody loves it. Why do you want to just pretend it didn't happen? Or uh, it's not even pretend it didn't happen. It's forced people to not like it. It was the first trade I ever owned. Nine-year-old yeah, kid reading the fucking but the, killing joke. The way I love they, the hell the out of it. The way they act, it's like the killing joke is this dirty thing that you should not admit that you liked. And oh, you're a, you know, you're a crazy guy for liking that. And it's just that's ridiculous. stupid. I've never met anybody who didn't like the killing no. joke. No, well, you met two: Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher. They don't like. it. No, I, I don't know if they don't like it. I just know they don't have it in their goddamn book. Hey, it, not on their watch. <laughs> not on their watch, but. That's all for that. Uh, I'm done talking about them until we talk about Batgirl in a couple minutes. <laughs> Batgirl Endgame, Jesus Christ. But you know what? You know what the next segment is? What's the next segment, It's baby? Dan's Geek News. Oh, good. And you know where Dan is right now? <laughs> Where's Dan right now? Cancun. Why is he in Damn. Cancun? We're here in Pennsylvania. It's snow. Spring break? It just snowed. <laughs> spring break? Is I don't know. Is spring break? break going on right now? I have I no idea, know. man. He doesn't go to college. So spring break. He should be at home watching March Madness. Honestly, we don't know if he goes to college or not. <laughs> yeah, we we don't. I'm assuming that he doesn't, but I don't know. He's in spring break, probably playing his DS. I imagine Dan at Can- in Cancun, and he's in his hotel just playing his DS. Wow. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> Dan's probably going to listen to this. What the hell? What an asshole. But... Uh, <laughs> Let's go. I have no idea what he's going to talk about. Um, well, maybe he can get some uh, reviews done while he's in Cancun. Cause it's been a while, Dan, if you happen to be listening. <laughs> hey. let's, get to, let's keep the asshole shit going on now. Jesus brought Christ, it up. you're a jerk. Yeah, All right, jerk. well, hey, Dan, take it away. Hello, Weird Science. Dan here coming at you with all of your latest geek news for the week. Uh, it, it was another big week to be a geek. Uh, Nintendo announced what many fans have been suggesting for quite a while, and that's that they should start taking their intellectual properties and make smartphone and tablet games. And Nintendo announced just that. The company announced that they now have a partnership with DENA, a top Japanese app developer. Uh, Satoru Iwata, president of Nintendo, announced that the first of these games will be coming to smartphones and tablets, as well as Windows and Mac devices this fall, alongside a replacement for the company's Club Nintendo Rewards program. Iwata also assured fans that Nintendo would continue to make console games, stating that the company was working on developing its next console, codenamed NX. More information on that console will be released next year. Jim Parsons, best known for his work as Sheldon Cooper on The Big Bang Theory, was recently asked in an interview if he wanted to jump into the comic book movie craze and take advantage of that. Uh, In response, the actor said that if he could, he would love to play the Riddler. Uh, I thought this was actually a a particularly 
interesting choice, considering that Parsons is known for his work on the Big Bang Theory, and that's owned by Warner Brothers, who in turn owns DC. Uh, they haven't announced if the Riddler is going to be appearing in this new batch of superhero movies yet, but it's possible that he could, and now Parsons might have a way in. Jonathan R. Brewster, along with a panel of various scientists, recently sat down and re-examined a sucker-mouthed catfish discovered in Brazil in 1998 that bears a striking resemblance to Greedo from the Star Wars films. Eighteen years after its discovery, the fish has officially been renamed the Greedo Pecolita. In its never-ending battle to confuse its users, Microsoft announced that Windows 10 would be free for pirates. Now, let me just clarify that. Um, now, they had announced that it was going to be a free update for all eligible PCs, regardless of what type of copy of Windows the user is running. Uh, people interpreted that, that pirates were going to get a free copy, because technically it would already be free for a pirate anyway. Uh, but no, a, a Microsoft spokesperson actually clarified today. We'll provide a mechanism for non-genuine Windows 10 device, PC devices to get genuine via the new Windows Store, whether they are upgraded versions of Windows or purchased. So they're going to charge pirates to upgrade, so pirates will still be getting their copy for free. Last week I reported that Kevin Smith released a statement suggesting that there may be a Mallrats sequel. Since then, the director has confirmed that the film is officially in the works. In a conversation with Rock 102 Mornings with Shmonty and Carolina, the director said of Mallrats 2, quote, that's what we're working on. It's half a script right now and we're pulling our loot together. We've got up until the beginning of 2016. By, that, by the time we get to May 2016, we're going to be shooting, end quote. Uh, I said before I wasn't really sure about this film. Even now that I know it's in the works, I'm still not entirely sure about it. Anyway, for Weird Science, this is Dan with your Geek News. I'll see you next week. As always, you can find my digital and vertigo reviews on the site, as well as my personal blog post on my blog at 1138geekconfessions.wordpress.com. All right, and that's Dan's Geek News, Eric. And he just sent me an email. He said, you're an asshole, and he's done. <laughs> he said he's out. He's no How's longer the doing the weather there, jerk? <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm not doing a review right now, and you're in Pennsylvania, you stupid asshole. Yeah, it makes sense. That's that way my mom sent me for Christmas last year. What, that's what she sent you, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> A note from Dan. That's what she Merry sent Christmas. you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great Christmas present. Ah, uh, you know what section now we're into when when the boom ba doom. You like that? No, it's time for the books, did. Eric. It's time for the books. Well, one of our listener mails will be able to be happy now because we're getting right to fucking comics. Yep, we're doing comic talk today. Uh, not a lot of nonsense again. Things are f- flying now. We might even get under the three-hour mark for once. But before uh, we do the books, you know what we're gonna do uh, during this book talk? No, we're gonna spoil stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ. The robot's there, isn't he? I don't know. The robot at the beginning might be there, but I just want to warn people that we're, we're going to spoil things. And also, I'd like to mention all the time that if you like to hear or see reviews <laughs> and read Christ. them. See, I'm a robot now. I am a robot. 
Uh, go to the site at weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com and you'll see all our reviews with lots of pretty pictures. I started I putting a lot more pictures in my reviews oh, yeah? to keep up with Look at you. Get on the trolley. No, you and your fancy pictures. It takes a lot longer when you got to look for pictures. I like to just – I like to paint the picture. I like to think that my keystrokes are a, a brush that paints a picture in people's minds of what the Yeah, and I'm is. a performer. Yeah, you're a performer. I'm an artiste. <laughs> you know he what? thinks he's an artist. I think he's an asshole. You know what the first book we're going to talk about is? What's that, baby? That is Batman Superman number 20 by Greg Pak and art by Ardian Syaf. It's a great name. Yes, it is. And I'm just going to start off by telling you, I gave this an 8 out of 10. This continues the Superman's Joker story. And have you liked the Superman's Joker story, Eric? Actually, I have. I actually, when we, when we first started talking about this, I thought it was fucking nonsense. But each issue I've read, I've enjoyed the hell out of. I'm with you. I thought it was a bunch of nonsense, too. And I thought it was ridiculous that Batman would want to <laughs> have <Fucking> Superman <laughs> have a Joker. It's funny because in this issue, he kind of says that he's sad that he did have one. I, I like that. But I've really enjoyed this story, and I really enjoyed this issue. Uh Though there were some forced moments in this issue, I'd like to say. Yeah, um, Batman's little escape was a little odd this week. Uh, Superman forcing, or not Superman, Zadu, who, again, that's Superman's Joker, and I know you hated that. The Phantom King. The Phantom King, but it, it's, I'm not going to go into the play-by-play this week. I'm just going to tell you what I like and didn't like. And what I didn't like was the way Batman escaped. Ray Palmer helped him out. I thought it was a little forced. It was a little well, yeah, uh, bunch of hooey. Last second, the motherfucker just yeah. like looks like he gets blasted away. And later on, I knew Batman had died. Yeah, he Superman, never turned like, his back I, on you somebody. You know, Superman didn't know. He's just he's just trying to save face there. But I also <laughs> thought that it was funny because at one point Superman says that uh, Zadu, he's forcing us to fight our loved ones. Uh, Superman really didn't know that his grandmother and aunt were there. No. I don't know that he had a big relationship with them. He was what? Six months old? Twenty? Yeah, How old was not, he? Legitimately, you're not even you're not thinking about this correct at all. It's the only family he has left I know, in the world. But do, do you think he loves them? Yes, it is okay. all he has well, left then of his. Okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> but the other thing is, uh, as you heartless going, fuck, <laughs> Supergirl kept mentioning that her friend was in Candor. Never yeah. could find her. All of a sudden, she shows up and they're beating the crap out of each other. Now, in the uh, last issue, was she there already? Did I don't we find know. her? Because it seemed like right in this issue, she was just right there and fighting Kara. That's and I'm what like, I'm saying. All of a sudden, she's there fighting. It didn't seem like they found her before, and maybe she showed up at the end. And I want to point out the last time we talked about this book, we got it wrong. We said that we thought that the pharaoh looking person was actually the embodiment of Zadu. We were yeah. completely wrong. That's actually Superman's grandmother. That's ugly, some bullshit. Ugly woman. Not a good-looking <laughs> woman That was all. a straight-up man at the end it, of last it, issue. There were a couple and times she, this issue she looked like a man. Did uh, Did you ever play the game, uh, I think it was called Dark Stalkers, the Capcom fighting yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It looked, she looked like that goddamn mummy character. Yeah. The, the yeah, pharaoh. Yeah. Uh, and you, that's all I could think about reading this issue. I was like, man, I want to play some Dark Stalkers. You know what my favorite part of this issue was? What's that? When Batman knees Superman's grandmother right in the face. <laughs> that was awesome. But uh, Hold on. Before I, get, I was uh, reading this issue earlier, getting ready for the podcast, and Jess is watching something on HBO. It was some nonsense show, but um, <laughs> I actually started laughing. I have no idea. It was some fucking like, period piece British thing, and it had uh, 
Benedict Cumberbatch in it. Okay. It was terrible. It was boring as shit. I have no idea what it's called, but I stopped her from watching it so I could read this bit to her. It's like it's like uh, they were talking about how you're not you're not going to fight your own grandma. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Batman goes, she ain't my grandma. Wow, and he's it. still loving the shit out of her. I, I actually said so he's, hard. he's a woman beater, but he's also an 80s action star. He's got the one-liner and then knees a woman in the face. Oh, you know what? Awesome. Fuck this shit. We're getting back to Batgirl for a second because of this outrage about showing violence yeah, against women. Or there you go. Nobody, nobody said shit, though, when mm. Batman punched Harper Rowe in the yeah, face. Yeah, Harper Rowe got punched. Now, Batman, has it's like a, he's a repeat offender. Yeah. He just keeps beating up women. No more Nobody Batman. Cares. No, no more. more. No more. <laughs> he is the the Ray Rice of the DC Comics universe. But you know what else we get in this issue? We get Ray Palmer. He... And what does Ray Palmer do? Well, he does the thing that he does whenever anybody needs Ray <laughs> he Palmer. He shrinks everything. Everything around him, he shrinks. That's all he does. That's He's the shrinker. And he does that. He saves Batman by shrinking him just as he's about to get uh, heat vision <laughs> and somehow gets him out. It makes no sense to Bullshit. me. Bullshit. Here's what the thing. I, I gave this an 8 out of 10. I, I actually love this issue, but I had to give it a less score because there's a lot of bullshit in this. Uh, <laughs> you get at the end where Superman uh, – I, I can spoil it, but Superman yeah. makes it so that everything in the whole – arc gets reset he breaks uh, batman shows up with a um kryptonium red sun sword i guess you would call it a light stick i'm saying it was a red sun emitter yeah uh, okay a red sun emitter (laughs) (laughs) but what happens is batman came in and was going to use it he dropped it when he shrank but superman picks it up and just breaks it and what it does is it, it makes all the kandorians who have gained superpowers from being exposed to our sun uh, revert back to having no powers. So right there, there's check one of the uh, reset button. Then he also makes it so that all of them are put into induced comas because they, quote-unquote, have to heal. So there yeah. you go again. You're, there's a reset. And at the very end, Ray Palmer shows up, shrinks, goes into Zadu's mind, brain, and gets rid of the tech so that now Zadu is in the Phantom Zone forever and he'll never hurt anybody. Is what they say. And so yeah. it's basically this issue ended in like one page. Everything from this arc was totally reset. Uh, Wraps in a way up that, in a nice little bow. Uh, uh, it made me laugh. I thought it was <laughs> funny. The way they did it, it's like, hey, we got to end this. We can't have Kandorians running around because they're not going to be running around. So they made it reset. Uh, though I loved it. Like I said. I got, it, a, I got a question for you. Though. What's that? The part where the ant farm destroyed, like everybody remember that the ant farm shrinks down. It's the, the yep. home base of Shade. It's a little fucking silver ball. Yeah, I it, know. It's Ray Palmer shrink attack. What, what now, you're going to ask me, I have no idea. Now, to me, when I first saw this, it looked like the freaking, <laughs> like the ant farm, somebody chucked it in and hit Zadu in the back yeah. of the head with it. Actually, and, it looked like T-spheres to me, like a million of them. No, see, this is where I get to talk about some horror talk. That, okay. that, that was a straight-up phantasm, phantasm fucking sphere Great. coming and hitting him in the back. But it's honestly, the tall man, the, boy. Yeah, the tall man. <laughs> but the thing <laughs> is, when I'm reading further, it seemed like the ant farm shrunk down, went inside Zadu, and exploded out the That's back of said. his head. That's what they said. That Batman, I was like horrified. Batman says, to, Batman says it to Lois that... That's what happened is he – it takes a lot of effort to shrink down and go into a brain and find the, <laughs> the tech. Like, makes no sense. 
For all and, the and shit, though, you this know what is makes a good sense, fucking yeah. issue. It makes sense because it puts him back at the Phantom Zone where he belongs yeah. and won't be able to go off and, and hurt anybody. But, no, but, but it ends don't... in a crazy cliffhanger yeah. because this, this isn't the end of the arc. That's what the weirdest thing is. This seems like it's the end of the arc. It's not. It's continuing in Batman Superman Annual coming up in a couple weeks. And all it is is basically Superman like, hey, we're all getting stronger. And then there's Sadu in the Phantom Zone. He's like, so am I. <laughs> and he's laughing. Well, no, and there's all no, those no, 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 pictures I, of all the villains around. I don't understand it, but it looked cool. I don't think you're looking at this right. Okay. When I read it today, I don't think you're um, – I missed out on the beginning of this uh, story arc. Okay. I was, we weren't doing the podcast at that point. I was not reading it. I had to come back, do my homework. But yeah. who was the woman he was talking to at the end of this book? At the it end. seemed like somebody he saved. Yeah, the woman he saved, I'm guessing at the beginning of this, and she's thanking Superman for saving her all these times. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. that No, that's at the very beginning of the arc. I forgot about that part. At the very beginning of the arc, um, a, um, a pop star gets one, is one of the people who gets shot, which is one of the things that I laughed at, that it was like, I'm going to hurt the ones you care for, and they shot her, um, Lex Luthor. And somebody else. Oh, the guy who yeah. the guy who was pretending to be, you know, dressing up cosplay that would go to um, yeah. hospitals and help. And I laugh. Well, this was a girl who um, I forget. I wish I could. I wish I knew the issue, but she was going to kill herself. And Superman saved her and right. said, "Listen, um, you know, you have you have a lot to live for." She was younger. You have a lot to live for. You're going to become. Some, and she became this big, you know, international pop star. That's why, if you look, there's a lot of uh, swans all around. That's like her thing. And you see the piano. I'm looking at the issue now. Yeah, I forgot about that part. She was like, <laughs> well, she's no, almost like a Lady Gaga type deal. And uh, that's why she says, like, you saved me. And then Superman's, no, you saved yourself. But he feels bad well, the because thing she is, became I think you're a target. The... What's that? I think the thing you're missing out here is it seemed to me when I read this issue that Zadu was controlling her from the Phantom Zone. He was finishing her sentence, what he, she was saying to him. Yeah, I... I... I didn't. I just said she. I think he. To me, he's just as he always was. He was always watching from the Phantom Zone, and yeah. watching. Maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. She just says we're all stronger than we think, even you. And then uh, he put in even me. Maybe he is. It'd be weird that it is because then, like I said, you get this last panel. He's there, um, and there's all there's Zod. There's a Talon. There's. Uh, the Atomic Spain, yeah. Bane, there's you know, a bunch of villains Lex, there. Joker, Brainiac, there's all these. There's even a Man Bat. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe That's that what I got from the end of the issue. That That's why it's not ending. It'd be a weird uh, kind of a twist that when, I don't understand why he would go through all this trouble to get sent back into the Phantom Zone only to end up controlling this, this woman. No, this was a fail-safe, baby. This is the ultimate plan. If he yeah. did this, he still has this thing going on, this is great. And Superman trusts this girl. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a weird connection with her and him anyway. When, when it happened, when she got shot, yes, he saved her, but I, I didn't think that this was a quote-unquote person he loved because he only no. loves one person. That's Batman. Oh, he loves the shit he out of that loves big bat, that black Batman. Bat. But yeah, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I really liked it. Uh, like I said, we were kind of making fun of it, but I have enjoyed this arc. I really like uh, Greg <laughs> Peck. I like his writing. I like his uh, action comics, and I like this. So, Stay making fun of That's why Cameron Stewart hates my reviews, because I'm yeah. a snarky asshole. <laughs> yes, you are. And speaking of which, the next book we're going to talk about is Batgirl number 40. 
Now we got Batgirl number 40, written by Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, with art by Babs Tarr and Maris Wicks. And you know what? I like this issue, which is fucking weird for all the fucking t- stuff we talk about on here and on the site. Yeah, I liked uh, it too. The Batgirl actually steps up and she's a hero in this, and there's no selfies, there's no fucking like, you know, cell phones really going on, and there's no celebrity seeking bullshit that I fucking hated from this goddamn run so far. And she's fighting herself. It's a. Uh, it's it's great. We this whole Batgirl run, we've been dealing with this fake Batgirl who's trying to ruin Barbara's life, and we find out well, we found out at the end of Secret Origins, number ten, that it was actually the digitized brain scan crime algorithm version of Barbara, like living in the interwebs from when she first was uh, in the wheelchair after the Killing Joke. Yep, yep, the the Killing Joke that they do not like. Yes, uh, I got It's weird though because. She's fighting herself. This is like the, from her darkest moments, and I don't know if it's a, it's because she was a corrupted. I want to say it's because she was a corrupted program, but it almost came off like the, the writers were saying that this is the dark version of Batgirl we want to not have anymore. Yeah, I I'll stop you there because again, I I think that's exactly what it is, and I think they are trying to be clever with it and trying to be kind of cutesy, but yeah, I think that everything about it is that this is the old Batgirl, they are washing away the old Batgirl, and the new Batgirl is saying, uh, you know, I don't want to be that dark character and those dark stories anymore because I'm the fancy, fresh, shiny new Batgirl, and that's what I want to be, and I think that it's not even, I don't even think it's that... uh, covered up i think that they're right in your face right in your face saying you know what that's it that's the old background done i want to give them the benefit of the doubt and i want to go with this corrupted program thing because that is such a no that's what they're saying they're saying that this old background is a corrupted idea i actually think i read in a review that because there was some review about oh are we going to get oracle back and there was it was like kind of a snarky interview that they said oh there won't be an oracle and and this issue will prove it i Again, I might be making that up in my head, but <laughs> I think I did read it. But I, I don't think that this writing team, uh, with all the things that they have said with this cover with Raphael Albuquerque, it's no uh, secret that they don't like the old Batgirl and they think that she was a victim and they think that it's bull crap. And I think that this issue is them finally saying, hey, this is it. You're done. And if you're going to get Oracle, which at the end of this issue, we still may get a quote-unquote Oracle yeah, it looks uh, like Frankie's uh, going to take up the sidekick role of Oracle and be her techno guru. Actually, I actually think that it was going to be the uh, the clean version of this algorithm that she made that was going to end up being like her uh, sidekick. But we'll see in, in June. But I like this issue a lot, but I don't think it's any bit uh, a secret that this is the final straw of breaking the camel's back of the old Batgirl that you you're it's done you don't even get that that this is what it is the old stuff sucked it was dark it was a dark time and now I'm gonna be the nice fun girl and I like the story a lot though (laughs) but that's the thing is that they they took this I'm telling you this is the dark background that's the problem with getting rid of Oracle is that they recreated the character. She's this young, you know, they want to say, like, this is a strong female character for younger readers. And I disagree with that. But the, taking away Oracle, when Batgirl was shot, well, I'm not bad, but Barbara Gordon was shot by the Joker during Killing Joke, she was paralyzed. Yeah, she was in this dark place. But she overcame that. Yeah. And she became Oracle. And this character to me was always about overcoming adversity. And now we've stripped her of that. Yeah. I and think. that's a problem for me. And I, I think 
again, <coughs> to me, it seems like it again. Why, why do they care this much about that time? It, it, it's they're doing their run now. Why go and crap on some other people's runs? I, I don't understand. I don't know why they're so against it, and they're such a big thing. I, like I told you before. If you want to see a strong female character, I, I'm telling you, go read Catwoman now. And that is a change yeah. of the character that I didn't like at first. I like the fun Catwoman who goes around and steals things and is half a villain, half a, you know, an anti-hero type deal. Until I read this new ba- uh, new Catwoman, that I'm like, man, this is really this is more of a Selena Kyle book, and it's making her into such a strong character that can stand toe to toe with anybody in the DC universe. And she doesn't have superpowers. It's you know what she does. She's a smart woman who's strong and convicted and doing what she wants to do with what she thinks is right. And I think that's great. This Batgirl that uh, Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher are giving us is just it it just feels off to me and maybe it's just not my thing they it's, anybody can say yeah. that it's not your thing whatever but this cartoony type of stuff is my thing i love gotham academy i yeah. love stuff like this i love it i love the bizarro issue uh last week i loved fun cartoony stuff but I don't like being forced to like it. I don't want it shoved down my throat. And these guys just seem to be shoving things down everybody's throat. And unfortunately, most people are just sitting back and taking it. And I don't understand. I really don't understand the whys and hows. Why can't they just give us great Batgirl stories and not worry about things? They always seem to be looking for somebody that's against them. They, they, especially Cameron Stewart, and I, you know, I I don't know, I don't know the guy, I I really don't. But <laughs> I believe yeah, you. <laughs> he doesn't show up to have you know tea and crumpets with me, or, or a hamburger and a cheesesteak. But he just seems to be a guy who always thinks that somebody's against him or or doing something. Or uh, what what did you say that people were calling him? The, uh, oh, uh, social justice warrior. Social justice warrior. He seems to be a guy that just is out there and wants to prove that he has everybody's back and he's looking out for the little guy and he's going to help this and he's going to do that. You know what you are? You're a comic book writer. Just write comics that are good. And this issue <laughs> was good. Yeah. But but don't try to, you know, I, I even put it in my notes here. I said I, I get mad because it seems like they think they're reinventing the wheel. You know, they, they, they're they writing Batgirl. They're not curing AIDS, for crying out loud. They're not... Well, that you know, Yeah. Magic but, Johnson said. Well, Magic Johnson has found the fountain of youth, I think. But the, you know <laughs> what I mean? That That's all they're doing is writing a Batgirl story. You don't have to be on a soapbox about this and that and everything else. But this issue was good. <laughs> I want to... All right. But um, the series still has its problems in my mind. But this issue is a turn in the right direction for you know what I want to see for mm-hmm. my Batgirl. You know, it's my Batgirl. You know, it's, that's yeah. the problem. Everybody has their own opinions of what they want. And, like this is not my Batgirl, but I can see glimpses of her there. Yeah. And uh, I gave this a seven out of ten, and I hope that it's, it continues in this vein. We're done with the freaking you know celebrity seeking selfie taking nonsense that the thing was littered with since Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher took over. Yeah, I don't know that we're going to be done with that, but well, I yeah, this hope. is a good step forward. Uh, also, we didn't mention the backdoor pilot to Black Canary in June. 
Which totally was, a backdoor pilot. Yeah, oh, it was. They, uh, but the, the whole idea of this, in the end, Black Canary, it, the whole thing centers at the end on her concert. They're having a concert. And quite frankly, she's doing pretty well. There's a lot of people at that concert. But uh, at the end, she kind of comes running in and tells Barbara <laughs> that she's been signed to a, a, a contract from a recording company, a record company, and she's going to go on tour. And I laugh because I had already heard beforehand that she will not be in the band that she was in in this book. So basically, the record company went in and, and Johnny Bravoed her. They, they just want Black Canary. They don't want the rest of the band. <laughs> and freaking Black Canary bails on them. And she's like, oh, I've been signed up. She just bailed on that band. She's heading out on the road with a, probably a backing band. You know, she's, she's the big star. You're not the star, Eric. She I, is. I hope she joins the Raven tribute band from Teen Titans. Like, what is it, no, Night's Mistress? Yeah, they'll they'll open <laughs> up. All I see is Black Canary just running around uh, the U.S. and all over the world, just screaming that freaking Black Canary scream. Everybody's glasses are breaking, and people are running like it's a Rush concert, running for the doors, freaking screaming. But the also, I I just want to say also in this story, the whole AI thing also really. It is a bit cliched, that that whole AI gone wrong. You know, how many times have we seen, like, a story like that? It just, again... Well, I'm man, too. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I like it, but, you know... Transcendence. Yes. They, that they one just... episode of Amazing <laughs> War Stories. War Games, that 2001 Space Odyssey. Of... You got every story with an AI gone wrong. That's it's what this is. It's like... I'm, I'm just going with people that, like, put their consciousness in the computers. Yeah, well, it, it, it's... It's fun, but again, you're you're comic book writers. Don't don't just keep going on about you know what people should want and what they shouldn't want, please. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna keep on the Batgirl ch- train with the next one, which is Batgirl Endgame number one. What'd you think of that? Well, it's written by Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, with art by Bangle, and I just want to say right off the bat is that. I f- always feel bad whenever I do a Batgirl review because I don't hate Batstar's artwork. I just don't feel it fits for Batgirl. And that's, I'm, th- I'm the only person on this trolley, apparently. Everybody else seems to love the shit of it. But I love Bengals' artwork in this goddamn book. Yeah. I, I thought it looked amazing. I, uh, to me, it looked a lot like Babs Tars. I don't know. It didn't look the, – the actual uh, character model didn't yeah. seem that different to me. It was a bit different in my mind because, okay. like, uh, this like uh, Bengal does all the work herself. Yeah, I want to yeah. say it's a her. I just think I have no idea if Bengal's a dude or a girl, but when I hear say Bengal, I think of a chick. So yeah. I think I think of the I think of a tiger. The 80s. I think of a tiger. <laughs> a tiger. A, did a it? tiger's there. It's at like the San Diego Zoo, drawing <laughs> the book. They they tape a uh, a pencil to its paw and it just starts writing drawing but I, I love bengal's art and that's great too because this out of no i had no idea i don't know if it was in the solicit i just missed it it's a fucking silent issue it's weird because no most going of the in. time they really push the silent issues because uh i had one the last one i remember was uh way back in the dark knight uh <laughs> yeah, book Batman's which was dark a knight. mostly silent issue which that always is made the craziest us laugh. thing but uh yeah we haven't had a silent issue in a while we uh, yeah and that batman and robin one was the yes, best batman one. and robin that was the best uh this one was pretty good, though. I, the thing is, I don't know. I uh, I don't know if the silent part was by design or by deadline. Yeah. I, and they just made it work. The way it seemed in an interview I read, it was by design. 
Okay, because I don't know, for some reason, whenever I think of a silent issue since we started the site, I just think of the Batman and Robin Requiem yeah, issue that, that was after awesome. Damien died. And yep. it was a powerful fucking issue. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like tearing up at the end of this goddamn thing. And this, it's just like a all-out action piece, but it doesn't really feel like it should have been uh, silent. So even at one part, I, since it's silent, you're cruising through this book fast yeah. as hell. Well, and, actually, I, I want to go back. I did say just now that it was pretty good. It, I, I didn't mean that. Now that I think of what I said, what I wanted to no, what I wanted to say was, I I liked the art and I liked the the thing, but I'll go on. I'll tell you at the end. I'll, keep, right. I'll keep you guessing. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I just, it was an odd issue. I was confused at one section. I I blame myself honestly. I was cruising along pretty fast with this book because you don't have nothing to read. I'm just looking at pretty pictures, but mm-hmm. I had no idea the first time I read this book why Barbara Gordon turned on a billboard showing the Joker laughing over and over again on the, all these different billboards. And it was mm-hmm. to get the, the Jokerized people of Gotham like, to come over to that area yeah, yeah. so she can, as a diversion, so the VIP bus can get to the Burnside Bridge you know, it, barrier. It reminded me in uh, Left for Dead when you throw a fl- anything flashing yeah, and they exactly. all run to other. That's what it reminded me of. Maybe laugh. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I wish I would have put that in the review because it, it really was that. You should consult me. Well, that's the thing. In the uh, Detective Comics Endgame issue, I referenced uh, Dawn of the Dead in that because the, these are pretty much zombies. Like the Jokerized shit, they're, they're zombies in Gotham right now. Yeah. And uh, But I just don't think this worked. It didn't work for me as a silent issue. I would have appreciated words. But yeah. I, I did dig it enough because, uh, I don't know, I like the callbacks, the tip, like the, the list of VIP people on the bus. Like you had the foxes. And seeing like uh, Luke Fox's freaking little sister Tiffany be the one that Batgirl has to save. Yeah. I like that, but it's also my biggest problem because since it's a silent issue, you, you see her at one point, she's like waving her hands trying to get her attention because after everybody gets off the bus and over the wall, for some reason Tiffany Fox decides, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to get on top of the bus and get trapped. Because yeah. now all the Jokerized people are back and Batgirl's trying to get her attention. So we spend time in this book where Batgirl takes a picture of Tiffany Fox. And she says it to Frankie, who, who is her oracle now. And then Frankie t- t- takes her time to go through facial recognition. Yeah, there's there's so much time to go. You know, they just just relax. And... The bitch of this is that right before this, we saw that there's a bomb about to go off to blow up the bridge to stop any jokers from getting across. They like quarantine this shit. We, just, we see that timer clicking down, and then Batgirl's like, oh, okay, I got to get this girl attention. Um... Take a picture, send it to Frankie. Frankie does the facial recognition to get the number. So sends it back to Barbara so Barbara can text her yeah. a freaking smiley, like, Batgirl emoticon. Yep. And then freaking uh, Tiffany sends back frowny faces. And you know what happens after that? What? She immediately goes out there and rescues fucking Tiffany. Yep. And we see right at the end, she gets her away. The bomb goes off. The end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up? like... Why did we take all this time to see that we can fucking get her a phone number and then send it back? I did, it was just nonsense to me, and it really pissed me off. I like the call back to Tiffany Fox because mm-hmm. now the back of Batwing's gone. We haven't seen her since, I don't think. No, but uh, I liked that. But the whole thing around it was bullshit. Yeah, but I, I what I gave this? I gave this a uh, fucking six out of ten. Yeah, uh, and, like I said at the beginning, I said I liked it. I I liked what it was but i thought it was completely unnecessary oh yeah all of these are unnecessary there's freaking you know ways to cash it on endgame well yeah and also there are reasons to have a silent issue and this one just seemed like an odd one like there 
it's not like they explain that these jokerized uh, people react to sound or like this. The well, I guess they issue. did now, you know. Well, it's, but the Requiem like... issue, uh, well, it hasn't been in all the others, so no, no. it's never come out. But like the Requiem issue of um, Batman and Robin, it was because of the grief that that Bruce awesome was feeling issue. that it with that it was silent. This one just seemed to be silent out of nowhere. And to get around it, we're going to use emoticons and little cell uh, phones, yeah, and and also little almost like um, anime bubbles, like when she says, "Oh crap." You know, it's little, like, it's a I don't want to see a curled up turd. Yeah, it, I don't want to see a curled so, up turd uh, next this, to Batgirl's face. This was the weirdest silent issue. Even that stupid uh, Batman, uh, the Dark Dark Knight, the that series that ended with uh, Greg Horowitz was the right. Mostly they, silent. Issue? They had the mostly <laughs> silent issue, but it worked into the um, into the issue of why it was mostly silent. This didn't. Uh, again, there's. It just came out of nowhere. It seemed very odd, and um, yeah, I would say this was mostly silent because there's a lot of sound effects. But you know, yeah. it was just the the non-talking issue. It, it just odd. There was no reason for it. But, but I did like I liked the art. Um, I um, like I said earlier, I thought it was a lot like Babs Tars art to me. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't as cartoony. There was definitely cartoony moments. I just thought it was refined. I don't know if it's because I liked her colors better. Yeah. It's a possibility. But you might know this. What are those German pornos where the people shit on each other? Is that called Scheisen? Yeah, it <laughs> might be. I don't know why you're asking me that. Well, I'm not an expert on that. Okay. I thought you were. My bad. Uh, it's just that fucking emoticon you just brought up where we see that curled up turd yeah, next yeah, to her yeah. face because that's what she's thinking is shit. I get you, but... I don't want to see a curled up turd next to Batgirl's face. That's just me. Maybe other people are all in about it. They but like it their shies and whatever the hell face. they call it. It has a smiley face, the turd. You got to get real for this podcast and t- tell everybody what you know, man. I don't know about that. I, I have no idea. But yeah, I probably would have given it like the same six out of ten. But I did like it, but I thought it was completely unnecessary. If if you buy this because you're a end game completist, uh, all the power to you. But there's no reason to read this. You're not missing anything. As a Endgame fan, as a Batgirl fan, as a comic fan, uh, as a Shizen fan, as you call it, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't need this issue. And I, I think, again, in my twisted mind, I think it's a cop-out that they didn't want to be involved. So they just said, here, just do this. You can do this little side story. We're not going to put dialogue to it. That's what And you I know think. what? No matter what, the Joker was in it. Bam, Brennan Fletcher, what yep. up? And his name is on the cover. <laughs> Boom, Team Batgirl take that but the next issue we're going to talk about is uh superman number 40 weird issue because it is jeff john's last issue of superman and i think they didn't make a big deal about this because he wasn't on that long no i thought that he was going to be on for a while i thought that this was going to be really good i really thought that that was the selling point to john ramita jr to get him on so that he can be on a book with jeff johns but unfortunately that was not the case so we're going to get this last issue with him. Um, and actually, no, this was it, Superman number 39. I said 40, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, I even wrote down 40 because every issue, somehow this book fell behind. And I it fell behind on my watch because I don't remember it falling behind. But it's issue uh, number 39. We're actually going to get a number 40 issue uh, before June. But that is actually going to be art and written by John Romita Jr. Maybe it will be a silent issue. 
I don't know. That'd be crazy. I don't know. But again, I, don't, it, I, I don't know him to be a writer. That's the weirdest no, thing. No, but this was a weird issue, again, because it was Jeff John's last issue with no fanfare whatsoever. And what it was was a kind of a little one-shot story that involved a thing that I actually like in comics, but it's not original, and I don't know. It... it almost rubbed me the wrong way this time and it's what happens when a superhero no longer has powers and again that like i said that's it's a cliched story that's been done yeah. over and over but i like the reason for it because what happened in the last issue of superman he uh jeff johns introduced a new power super flare solar flare super solar flare power and I have said I, I don't like it. I think it's I think it's not an iconic power like the rest. I think it is an upgrade of the heat vision. I don't consider it a new iconic power like the rest. But I like the fact that what happens is when he uses this, besides killing everybody within whatever radius it is, <laughs> it's a hundred feet meters it, or something like that. It, or? it it depletes his the solar energy. It, it depletes all the power he has from the sun. So after he uses his power, he's pretty much a normal, everyday guy. A regular Joe, if you will. I will. So I like that. But also, I also like that in the last issue, the cliffhanger basically was Superman or Clark Kent telling Jimmy his secret, that he is Superman. And it picks up with that, with um, Superman kind of telling Jimmy, hey, you know, I am. I'm Superman. Or Clark Kent telling him. I keep saying that. It doesn't. But uh, Jimmy is funny in this that he keeps hemming and hauling back and forth. He's like, I believe you. And he, do you, Jimmy? No, I don't. And the funny part of it is, is he wants Superman to ch- prove it and he can't because he doesn't have power. So he almost has to like, he's begging Jimmy to believe him. And I said, I laughed the whole time where Jimmy just is like, I do believe you. No, I don't. No, yes, I do. And he, it's just so funny with that. But in the meantime, Superman has to go through a day in the life of of Clark Kent being a normal guy. And during that day, he saves a kid falling out of a tree, jumps and catches him, cuts himself. I don't know if you thought this. I read this issue earlier today, and (laughs) Clark Kent sprints over to save this kid falling out of a tree, and then, you know, it's a crash landing. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you're bleeding. We get that panel shot of his elbow cut up. I swear to Christ, at first I saw this. I thought a bone was sticking well, out. I was the, horrified. The, the like, crazy oh thing my about it is it's it's almost like John Romita Jr. wants to really stress that Superman's bleeding. So it's like the worst cut I've ever seen of some guy just diving worst on the ground. Strike, I mean, yeah. Me and you have fallen at work in the past two weeks probably worse than this, and, and we're not even cut. <laughs> Superman, he's not only just a normal guy. He is like, I don't know, he's a freaking hemophiliac or something. I don't know. <laughs> like any little Anemic. thing. Oh, my God. It causes like the worst, worst cut I've ever seen on a guy who just dove. But then it leads to also uh, guys being held up by guns. You know, they go to the scene. Lois Lane's there to report. It's it's a, kind of an odd thing to me that it's like, oh my god, there's a guy holding a guy hostage, and like every news reporter has yeah. to head to this this freaking alley that he's in. A little odd, but uh, in the meantime, Clark goes with Jimmy, and then out of nowhere, changes in the Superman suit, comes out, and does. You know, of course, Jimmy knows. Oh no, he's gonna die, and Superman does his little act of. Um, yeah, it actually, you know what it reminded me a lot of uh, in uh, Princess Bride. 
right. when he's there in bed and he's paralyzed, but he doesn't, yeah, you know what I mean? You know what? That, something did seem promoted me, and that is exactly what it That's was. That's what it reminded me of. That yes. He's there. He's trying to pretend that he's it's Superman. He's playing the whole thing. and He bullshitted hard enough the dude believed he it. He bullshits a lot, but it's it's kind of a weird thing that he, he bullshits so much that this guy not only doesn't shoot him, but then apologizes to everyone. And, My name's Mac. Yeah, Mac, it's such, such a weird scene. But then the issue ends again with, um, well... There's also another little thing involved, but the issue proper kind of ends with Jimmy and Superman. Superman gets back his powers. They fly up to the top of the Daily Planet and eat a hot dog. And it's a nice scene. They're talking, and and, uh, Superman tells Jimmy that he likes to hear the the good things. He he likes to help, and he likes to hear the good things with his hearing and, and all this. But there's also a thing where at the beginning and the end of the issue, you are uh, shown this mysterious guy who is um, pays somebody to deliver a package to Clark. You may or may not have seen him on television. Yes, yes. So he, um, they deliver this package, and at the end, they get the pa- Clark gets a package, and it's a it's a notebook that doesn't have writing in it with a Superman logo on it. So either this guy knows Superman's secret, he knows that Clark Kent is yeah. uh, Superman. Uh, he goes by the name of Mr. Oz. No, it's Dr. Oz. Yeah, I laugh. When I saw it, I'm like, Dr. Oz. But also the person at the beginning, uh, this person is going to deliver this book for like a meal. <laughs> like, yeah. You're going to get your food. But they have the tattoo that looks like, like a, a the cold of Oz. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like something you might see in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is this going to be the new villain, you would suppose? I believe so. But I would believe maybe so. Maybe it's not. Maybe they're, maybe they're not. Uh, bad because they basically says, "Oh, your story hasn't been written yet, Superman." <laughs> and I don't. See, know. It sounds very villainous when you say it well, like that. I know, but the second <laughs> the, the each time I read it, I kept thinking, you know what? Maybe this guy isn't necessarily bad, but I'm sure he's the villain. He looks bad. Uh, but yeah, I this issue just it it was okay. I gave it a seven out of ten. Um. I think I would have given it an eight, really. Okay. I think is I do not. I've done. Mm. <laughs> I, I do can't not like. Talk. John, That's why. No, I can't out of nowhere. I never liked John Romita Jr.'s art back when I was a kid. Well, reading I'm going to get Spider-Man. John Romita Jr.'s art in a minute. I'm more talking about Jeff Johns right now. I just thought it was an odd way to end uh, his mini run. Oh, it's very odd. But, but I'm saying yeah. I enjoyed this issue. I'm you saying like, I looked. Did you past like John Romita Jr.'s art? Yeah, I didn't mind it. It did not bother me the way it bothered me when I was it a kid. Didn't bother you that at one point Superman looks like Joe Namath. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like, when did Joe Namath put on the Superman costume? He's supposed to be wearing a fur coat on the sideline. See, I look past it because I, I believe it or not, I don't know if you're going to go against it or whatever. I thought it was a strong ass story. I really enjoyed it. Was it. Okay, again, I've seen the story over yeah. and over. It's it a staple nice. of superhero it stories. Nice, it was a nice story. It wasn't what I would have wanted for him to end the run. And what you get for Jeff Johns, he's you know he's he's the big guy. And you get a Ulysses story that I really don't think anybody talked about but me. And, uh, yeah, he threw in a new costume and an iconic new power that they went. And also Jimmy knowing the secret, which I love. But, again, at the end of this little run that he did, I'm very disappointed. I think that it was was a disappointment. It, It was a letdown. That's me. Again, I I still thought I liked this issue. I thought it was nice. I think I would have given eight eight point five. I yeah. really dug it. And when when Superman went up against that freaking uh, that hostage taker, yeah, yeah, 
I was totally on Team Jimmy there because I'm, I'm yelling at the comic. What are you doing, Superman? Yeah, Get out yeah. of there! Oh, Let I the know, police handle this again, this time. You, you know what's going to go on. Yeah, <laughs> there's, you know, he's not getting shot. Would have been kind of funny if when they, when he went to get shot. Uh, that's when his power came back. Also, I forgot to say, one of my favorite parts was when uh, Clark's talking to Jimmy. He's like, oh, I don't know. I, I'll get my power back soon. Batman told me that it'll be you know, around sunset. <laughs> yeah, you know Batman. Ooh, Batman. <laughs> oh, name dropping. But yeah, again, I thought it was a nice issue. Uh, I wish it was something a little more for his last issue. And he's off the book. And I'm off the book, too, because that's the last Superman I will be reviewing. Because you're taking the book over. over in June, and you can have it. Well, isn't there uh, one more issue before June? Is, oh, are they going to try to push shoot, 40 there out? Is. Maybe I, I'm just going to say you're doing it. No, no, I got June, baby. Yeah, you're right. Damn it. Actually, I say that. I haven't I was say, what's wrong the book. With you? <laughs> it's been, though, though um, Superman, the, the actual Superman book, to me, has been the least, my least favorite of all the Superman books. Right. And I really thought Jeff Johns was going to change that, and he didn't. And John Romita Jr. didn't either. And in my review, I said I was on the fence with John Romita Jr. And now I've fallen off to the uh, not quite like it part of the fence. I'm on the fence. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan. I'm saying I didn't read a lot of Superman because, you know, we have so many books. I, tr- I usually just stick to the books I have to review. So I didn't read a lot of Superman yeah, yeah. while we had the site going on. Yeah. So I've missed a shit ton of story. God, but I read this issue. I don't know if I read the last one even. But I liked what I saw. I don't know. Yeah. Well, John Romita Jr. is the only guy I knew growing up that could make the kingpin of all people look square. He has a very yeah. square style of drawing things. Yeah, it's weird. Like they said, oh, it's a new um, costume. It just seemed like a new square version. No, it's not even a new costume. I, I looked at this again because I didn't notice. I did read the last issue because I said yeah. I didn't even notice there was a new uh, costume on there. It, the cape's on, uh, strapped a different way. That is it. Yeah, well, that's new. What what else are you going to change in Superman nowadays? The cape, well, though, is, is strapped June, on, and I believe there might be a new belt. And also, there's a little, like, uh, line issue in there that goes down the uh, pants. That's been there since uh, the yeah. New 52. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying here. I say, what else can you do with Superman? Look what they're doing in June. And he looks like Joe Namath. <laughs> I love Joe Namath. I do like his Jimmy Olsen in this. I'm looking at the issue right now to see the costume, but I don't want to talk about John Romita Jr. anymore. We're going to move on. All right, baby. What's your book now? We got Future Zen number 46, written by Brian Azzarello, Jeff Meyer, Dan Juergens, Keith Giffen, with art by Scott Eaton, Scott Hanna, and Hi-Fi. Hi-Fi. Love some Hi-Fi. You you like getting Hi-Fi's. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I like getting high fives. What the hell is no, that? Oh, you yes. like getting high fives. Love high You're fives. Bringing high it back. Fan. Bringing it back, brother. You're bringing it back. All right. <laughs> How was this issue? Um, well, the majority is, it seems to me, I, I could be wrong on this, but it seems like the ending to the 50 Sue story, and it's very anticlimactic. We had, get a scene where 50 Sue teleports Lana Lang to Sergeant Rock, and she pretty much puts the fear of life into him. You know, she, like, uh, she put the fear in me. <laughs> that's, the bitch, that's the worst part. I've had a crush on Lana Lang since I was a kid. I don't know if it was just because of Neto Tool played her in Superman 3. Yeah. And I have a crush on a Neto Tool. I don't know. But here, she sh- we show you that her meta power is she can, you know, call bug powers to her. Yeah. And it's some terrifying shit. I am terrified of bugs. Yeah, she's going like to lay an egg in your chest or something. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. A, I looked up. To, they only they said the uh, the, the proper name. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, the, I looked it up, too. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's fucking wasp that lays I'm never going, spiders. And it's in Costa Rica. I'm never going to Costa Rica. 
this is not the thing that's not getting you to Costa Rica. <laughs> that's that. No, that's like the final straw. That, that <laughs> would cost me money to go, and yes. I don't speak the language. There you go. No Costa Rica for but, me. But Daniel's then, in Cancun right now. Yes, Daniel's in Cancun. Fancy. Cancun. <laughs> All right. Uh, but no, after that, she puts the fear, don't look for us no more, or I'll kill you. And then they teleport, and they all have a nice family dinner, the new, like, adopted family thing. And it seems like over. The, the vault of DNA has been shrunk down to pocket size, and it seems like we're done with this story, which is very odd. It's very anticlimactic to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like the issue, though. Oh, yeah, I like the issue, too. Yeah. But uh, that's the thing. The majority of the issue was really weak to me until the, the ending made the whole fucking book. Yeah, the ending was great. We get the return of the Batman-Joker-Brother-Eye monster, and Which is just crazy. And it's, yeah, it's, it's terrifying. It's like the Manny faces of, uh, of yeah. the DC Universe. It's crazy. It keeps swinging around, yelling at each other. And it looks like Batman Beyond finally takes it out. But he sustains some injuries in the process. And after having a nice little talk with Tim, Drake, and then uh, Plastique, it looks Plastique. like Terry McGinnis is dead. Yeah, yeah, it looks like he's dead. And I see some talks. I'm saying I would never put this together. I see people talking online because I don't... You know, we put uh, like previews of solicits on the yeah, website. Yeah. I tend not to look at them because I like to be surprised. But people are talking all over the interwebs that Tim Drake is going to become Batman Beyond, and that's yeah, why yeah. there's no record of him in the future. Yeah. Which I didn't get that from this issue. Um, I, I don't think that it's it's like putting one and three together to get seven, it seems. <laughs> but I, I think that's what's going to happen. But uh, you wouldn't have known from the end of this that no. Tim is just upset. It looks like Terry's just straight out dead. He's bled out. And uh, you know what else was upsetting? The wounded duck is down. Oh, the wounded duck's been down for a while, though. <laughs> it just made me laugh that they go there. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, what happened? Uh, yeah, but wounded yeah, duck's been gone for a while now. It's, uh, like I said, I, I like the bit with Firestorm in here, too. I, I like this issue. But, yeah, it's 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 a crazy ending. That yeah, bit with Firestorm, it, I wasn't even going to talk about because it, it was just filler. There was no reason. I, I liked, I liked it. I liked that Firestorm's, you know, kind of helping out, and I don't know. I, this whole issue, I, I really like. Now, again, I haven't been reading every issue, and you might have the same issues that I have with Batman Eternal, where that Firestorm is just filler, and you want to get to the end of the story, and this is nonsense. But, I want some brother. Yeah, eyes. like That's I said, I, I liked it, but yeah, it's. That's a crazy, crazy ending. Yeah, I'm saying the ending made the whole book for me because I didn't like. I wanted something bad to happen to Fifty Sue throughout this entire run because she terrified me. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they're gonna, you know, just go off and be a family. The end, which was really a, kind of a cop out to me. Yeah, well, and, we'll see. We have what two more issues? That's what we got, right? Yeah, two more issues. Shit. Yeah. But That's um, crazy. I know it's been a, it's been a long run, man. Yep. Uh, I just. The ending was the thing that made the whole book for me. That and the free—I love the art in this thing. Scott Eaton killed this uh, this book. Yeah, I thought it was great too. I gave it a seven point five out of ten, just because. And the thing is, for the way I talk now, I thought the majority of the book was like you know just filler and nonsense, and the yeah. ending made it. That's not a seven five, but that ending was fucking badass. It yeah, like yeah. hyped up the score of something fierce. Yep, I agree. Uh, I would have probably given it same thing, like a, yeah. a seven. 7.5, something where around there. Uh, you want to move on to the next one then? Hell yeah, babe. Okay, you got the next one too. Oh, shit, I got the next one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you do because these two go, every time we do this, they go hand in hand. 
Yeah. Earth 2, World's End, number 24, by Daniel H. Wilson, Margaret Binet, Mike Johnson, and Cullen Bunn, with art by, check this shit out, I'm doing the artist this All time, right. people. 800 Jorge people. No, that's the thing, it's, it's not. Oh. Jorge Jimenez, Tyler Kirkham, Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, and Andrew Dollhouse. Hmm. And I wanted to make sure that I put all of the artists on this book. Yeah, because this is the, the art best kicks the book has ass. ever been. This art is awesome. We it's had a so we had a style to this similar in a, a few issues ago, but it wasn't the entire book, and it wasn't as polished as this. The art alone just made this book for me. Oh, like, there, there's a couple just pages that were just incredible in this book. And so I can't even. I'm fucking. I'm flabbergasted now. Just thinking about how great the art was. Because uh, I usually don't talk about art because I don't know shit about art or what artists have to go yeah, through. Every every bit of art impresses me. Yeah, exactly. And this book blew me away. And the thing is, on top of the art, the fucking story was spot on too. It moved the story along. Shit's going down, and it was fun to read. And with the like, the only thing that I found a problem with is, well, Dick Grayson's son is called Johnny again. Automatic yeah, plus. Yeah. yeah. You know, I there's none of this Tommy nonsense. I laughed when I saw that. Then I'm like, okay, Eric, it's Johnny back. <laughs> but Dick Grayson proves himself to be the worst father yeah. ever in this you goddamn book. The, the best is is that I, um, in my notes, I have right here, Dick Grayson, worst father ever. <laughs> He's so terrible. He keeps losing his son, getting him back, and then giving him, gives him away to the worst people gives he him could the possibly Gives the and the Fury War because yep. they are able to get onto the ships. And it, he doesn't, and it's children. not even picking and choosing. He just picks the first people he sees. That hey, you lady. Them. She looks like she's a nice lady. Johnny, you're going with this woman now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll try to find you again when we get to where we're going. Don't worry, yeah. Tommy. How, I mean, how Johnny. Is do that? <laughs> how is he going to find him? It's I ridiculous. don't know. What what is he thinking? I, if I was the kid, I'd be like, Dad, forget it. Dad, listen, I wrote you listen, off the last Dad. time you asked yeah, me. Listen, okay? Dad, just do what you want to do. I, I I don't need you. You're you're horrible. But I've, uh, I've switched my name to Tommy, Dad. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, really. It keeps you know, I'm Tommy. Just forget it. Uh, but yeah, besides yeah. for Dick Grayson being the worst father ever, the only other problem I had is Alan Scott out of nowhere has become an idiot. And the last issue. He didn't know how to use his powers and figured it out at the end. Here, he made his way past the Apocalyptian barrier to go to the big ship that everybody's going to try to evacuate onto. And he takes, he goes on the ship, and the way everybody knows he's on the ship, he blows the door off the bridge and says, I need to save the world. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? You could have opened the goddamn door, Alan Scott. You better fucking pony up the dough for this door before you go saving the world. It's ridiculous. I just, why did you have to blow the fucking door up? Because <laughs> he's an idiot. I actually put the fucking book down. I'm like, you fucking jerk. Yeah. I love Alan Scott. I love the Green Lantern universe too. Why does he have to be an idiot out of nowhere? He likes a he likes an entrance. I guess he's a man who loves an entrance. But I think this might be the highest score I've ever given to this series. An eight point five out of ten. And I loved everything except for the fucking dopey characters of Dick Grayson and Alan Scott. Well, it's funny. You were, while you were talking, I was looking at the actual issue. And it's after he gives the son uh, to Barda, he turns to Ted and says, like, Ted, please tell me I, I did the right thing. He's like, tell me I did the, made the right decision. Ted, Ted doesn't answer. <laughs> Ted just sits there. He's like, hmm, I'm not, I'm not going to say that because you are awful, my friend. Ted's just sitting there thinking, why You're did we awful. become also, friends? Again, this is another one, like we said about Future Zen. Man, the last page was kick-ass in this, too. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Fuck it. And that's the worst part, though. You know what? I did fucking bitch about it a little bit. The solicit is Power Girl versus Dark Side. Mm-hmm. 
It's the last panel. Last panel, but man, she she gives him a wallop. Yeah, I, I can't wait for next issue. That's the thing. I've been I've been pissed off at this book for so long now. To feel really optimistic about it is a weird feeling. I can't wait for next week to get the goddamn next issue of this. Yeah, yeah, I I can't wait either. I thought it was really great. But uh, that's it for the first half of the books. Oh yeah, we did it. Congratulations, <laughs> Eric. We Thank we you. made Thank it. You. We we had some technical difficulties that hopefully I'll be able to edit out. But yes, Hopefully. we've made it, and uh, it's now time for Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark's other side segment, where he's going to review Chrononauts number one. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. I hope That's... there's no Chrononaut fans out there that are going to piss at us that we don't know what this is. <laughs> I, I don't think they'd be mad at us that we don't know it. I mean, it's not like we're the encyclopedia of all knowledge, right? No, but I'm done. I'm going to listen to Ryan's freaking review and hopefully That's get a good idea That's what I'm saying. It. That's why he's doing it, so he can tell us. Actually, the, these, uh, the um, other side segments aren't for the other people. They're for us <laughs> because we don't get a chance to listen to the, or read these things. So I listen. I get a little, uh, little inside for some other comics. All right, let's get to the other side then. All right, let's go. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Other Side, your non-DC Comics review segment for the all-DC Comics Weird Science DC Comics podcast. This is officially becoming a all-encompassing non-DC review segment because for the first time in several weeks, the first time since we've started this segment, I'm here to discuss a book that is not from Marvel. So just so you know and you can see now, I'm officially not on Stan Lee's payola payroll. I am a bipartisan member of the comics review community. This week, I bring you Chrononauts from Image Comics as my selection for the week by uh, Mark Miller and Sean Murphy. Mark Miller, who you may know from books like Kick-Ass... Civil War for Marvel, which is going to be adapted to a major motion picture. The Secret Service, which has already been a major motion picture. And Sean Murphy for Vertigo's The Wake with Scott Snyder. Um, these, these two are definitely making waves, pun fully intended, and not just for the magic eye puzzle hourglass on the cover of that book, and not just because the Property was optioned after having been a published comic book issue. That's a single issue having been published for one day. It has been optioned and the film rights have been purchased. It is because it's a weird, different take on a very similar presence premise that we've seen before, but has a presence that's very different and has a lot of potential to become something totally unlike anything we've seen. You know, there's black science, there's lots of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey books out there, but this one feels a little different, and it's sort of this um, real genius bromance story. We have these two guys, and they're super intelligent, but they're also total bros, and they create a time machine. And that, just in and of itself, I feel like I've sold this book. Not that I need to sell anybody on this book. Um, they build a time machine, and they, they go to use it, and something goes wrong. Doesn't it always? There wouldn't be a book if, oh, our time machine works. Let's go back in time. Okay, great. Isn't the past great? Hey, guys, the past was awesome. The end. I would not read that book. Um, I think the book is, is really gorgeous and 
the the artwork that uh, Sean Murphy creates through this really is going to allow this book to travel through all different facets of time, past, present. They could go alternate reality, past, sort of hodgepodge, mashing things up and having, you know, dinosaurs from the Revolutionary War or spaceships in Soho in the 60s. Anything is possible at this point. We don't know. It's been one issue. We have a lot of unanswered questions that is going to take some time to figure out. Um, I think that this is a great, gorgeous book. It's written by, by a real heavy hitter in comics and drawn by somebody that obviously has the eye of at least one of the big two publishers on them. Um, and this is a book that I definitely recommend picking up before time runs out. Is that a thing? Can that be a thing? Can I, can I get credit for making that? Probably not. I'm sure I'll be getting a cease and desist order from Mark Miller right now, actually. Um, but I definitely recommend checking this book out. It was a lot of fun to read. It has a huge amount of potential to where this book can spread from here and any number of paths that this story can diverge into. So it's it's definitely was a fun first issue to read. I will be back next month, and I expect you to be back with me. Until next week, I am Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark. You can find me at BDC Comics on Twitter, Tumblr at brightestdaycare.tumblr.com. You can like my page on Facebook and Google+. And I will be right back here same time next week when you join me on the other side. All right, and that was Ryan Clark with his Chrononauts review. And I looked at I looked at what Chrononauts were. I don't know that as of yet there'd be a lot of fans that would give us some crap. It was an issue. It was the number one issue. I, so, I would I was putting rubber bands in my beard to be like Captain Lou Albana. Yeah, no, I'm I'm segueing out of Ryan's thing, not putting anything in my beard. Well, I don't, don't have, have a beard one. right now, so I couldn't do it anyway. Except for your wife. Ooh, that is mean. That's it. Where's Cameron Stewart's number? I want him to defend me now. <laughs> That's what he does, you know. Uh, we're going to start back with the books. And what I'm People still talk use about, that term, beard? Uh, I would think they do. I would hope that uh, it's not as accepted as it was. Was that accepted at one point? <laughs> well, I mean, it was because people were awful. So they would. So that was, you know, a disparaging thing that I think would go down. People don't need beards anymore. From what I, that's my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. These rubber bands in my beard. Yeah. Okay, like, Captain. Lou. I think I said I think I'm, I was gonna go as uh, Rachel Gold for Halloween. I was like growing my you beard. You might I go actually, Captain I, Blue. That's what I said. I, I actually told myself when I was growing this beard. Yeah, it's because I'm gonna go as Rachel Gold for Halloween. And it's, Halloween's a long way away. But yeah. if I keep this up, I could just pull, buy a Hawaiian shirt, just grow this shit out, get some rubber bands, and go as Captain Lou. Uh, I, the way it's going, I think you're either gonna be ZZ Top. <laughs> or uh, Bigfoot again. I'm telling you, no, Bigfoot, like the Andre the Giant Bigfoot for $6 million man is what I look like right now. Yeah, oh, you do. That is true. <laughs> like I said, I'm going to rip your arm off, it's going to be bionic, and then oh, I'm going to beat you over the head with it. That's the thing, if I show up at like a Halloween party, 
You think people would know Rachel Ghoul more no. than uh, Captain? No, Lowe? and it, your beard does not look like a Rachel Ghoul beard. No, not yet. I would have to shave. No, it up. I'm saying, yeah. I don't even. I think that you're already past what his beard is. I am. I'm it's saying not though, that I, much. I'm just saying though, I can trim it up. Yeah, nobody, nobody would know who Rachel Ghoul is right now. I'm guaranteeing you, people would think you're somebody from Duck Dynasty, and you don't want that. Yeah. So you gotta understand, I'm gonna have the full getup, like a full freaking like uh, robe and shit like that, and when I fucking scimitar and nobody will know what the hell you are. You, you know, yeah. I do talk to people who read comic books every now and again, but yeah. do you think people know Captain Lou? No, but that'll be funny. Friggin', uh, and I'll show up. Cindy Lauper. I said I'm going to show up as Cindy Lauper. I'll dance around. (laughs) Uh, At one point, I'll get on the phone and have little bubbles of other ladies pop up on the thing. I love that video. It's a great video. Cindy had a she had a weird connection with the wrestling back then. Yeah, I know. It's fucking odd. Very odd. I believe she may have even been at WrestleMania one. She might have been uh, like part of uh, with Captain Lou at that. Hey, Eric, back in the, I'm saying, Eric, back in listener mail, make sure to go watch some Cindy Lauper videos. Yes. That'll help with your website. Young 12-year-old Eric, go watch old Cindy Lauper videos. <laughs> so you can make But don't watch She-Bop, because I remember that was about jerking off. Oh, Jesus. You don't need to do that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, I'm going to talk really? about Supergirl number 40. <laughs> that is segue. Good segue, brother. That is good, right? Yeah. Um, that is written by Kay Perkins and Mike Johnson and art by Emanuela Lupacino. Oosh. And I loved it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Yeah. I I thought I was I like I was on the fence with this book cuz it was not exactly what I thought it was going to be, but I really dug this final issue. Yeah, I I really really like or like this um what am I calling the uh, Crucible Academy story? I was making sure we were, we were <laughs> recording. I had to pull that up. But yeah, I really like it. And the, the thing that this issue did for me, though, is made me a little sad that we don't get more. And not only just more of this story in general, but more of what led up to the story. Because it is very obvious to me that this story was going to be the end of an arc. It was not going to be an end of the series. They had to shoehorn the end of the series in because there's a couple parts of this that are really odd and uh, also a little forced. And one of them is we wanted to see more of Comet and Mike. Yeah. We didn't get that. All of a sudden, Comet's there. Everybody's there. Out of nowhere, they're all a team all of a sudden. And uh, that was one thing that was odd to me. But also, during the issue, Kara points out, oh, I'm going to use what I learned in class to combine my powers. What class? I don't know that they were ever in class. They seem to have gone on a, a field trip. Now, again, you can say, oh, it happened between issues, what happened. You didn't get a lot of class. It's like you, no class. Like school in July. Like school in the summertime, no <laughs> class. But the weirdest part was that it ended by uh, Savo and Maxima becoming the uh, the head of the school. Yeah. They went from basically being freshmen to leading the school in what appeared to be a month. They, they've been at the school a month. Now they are the uh, preceptors and the co-preceptors. It's now the they principal. are the Ferris It's Bueller's. the principal and the vice principal. It's very odd. But in the meantime, all of this I'm saying, it, it seemed like things were like, okay, we got to avoid the Everybody, we're going to pretend this happened. Boom. But you know what I got, though? I really like the, the team itself. I yeah. actually, to me, from just reading what little bit that they had done, I I did believe that they came together as a team, and I like the bond of the heroes together, and they kick ass. They really 
kick-ass save Superboy. Then another funny thing happens is what happens is the, uh, what is it, Corstus, the, the bad guy, he has rigged it so that if Superboy, he's making a Superboy clone army. Yeah, you know, it's nothing awesome. new. Everybody wants to do it, but yeah. And hey, again, this Corstus, did you ever watch Mighty Max cartoon in the 90s? No. This Corstus reminded me of the character Virgil, this little bird okay. guy that just it looked like they were based a model off of that character. Okay. Just made him a little bit bigger, a little bit less bird-like. But this was Virgil. I heard Virgil's voice when I was reading okay, this book. Well, and, and it's funny because he's still, he's still trying to convince everyone that he wanted to do good with this Superboy army. But in the end, he's rigged it so that if they save Superboy and try to stop these clones, that basically he claims the whole Crucible Academy is going to blow up. Uh-huh. Then they, they correct him. Oh, no, it's just a section of the... But it's still bad. Yeah. Um, so somebody has to kind of be there to do it. And uh, Superboy, it wasn't enough that he, you know, pretty much died in Krypton Returns. He wants to do it again. This has become a habit for him to, like, listen, I'll sacrifice myself. It's like he really wants to prove that he's, a, you know, a hero. Yeah, the dude makes it into a habit to do this. And all I really wanted was for this bad dude to actually make a freaking uh, Superboy clone army. I know. You wanted the clone army. Superboy just tries to use everything to prove that he's a hero. I want this series to continue, though, because I would I think that this would have been awesome freaking tie-in. I know the shitload of tie-ins to a Green Lantern story where the Green Lantern Corps has to come and take out the Superboy army. That would be pretty cool. But like we're not going to get it as of now because the, the whole thing blows up. Well, and the dude thinks so. Like he's making these freaking clones to almost be a Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, yeah. He wants actually. That's what it is. It's funny that nobody calls him on that. Like, hey, there's already a big army of you know. Yeah. But, like I said, Corsus keeps trying to convince everybody that he means good, but he, he doesn't. You that's know, I don't think I've read enough of this book to actually remember that dude's name. It keeps well, falling off my I mind. I just well, it's funny because the, I again I love. What uh, Perkins and Johnson did with this, yeah. but the the whole story itself didn't last long enough for you to get this. Uh, you know, I I wrote it down and whatnot, but you never got to see the behind the scenes of Corstus and uh, uh, Savo's brother Rojo, and it just they ended up having to force a lot of things to just happen that I'm guaranteeing you would have been whole arcs like one you know after this little intro arc where they kind of become friends then you would have got you know some classes and you would have seen course just behind the scenes then they would have had the tension yeah uh, we really wanted it to be breakfast club it wasn't (laughs) um but in the end uh kara and uh khan saved the day they actually saved the day they they blow up a part of the the academy and survive. That's all yeah. they really do. Um, but everybody that's else winning, man, surviving. That and, is winning. And everybody's going to go on their own separate ways. Superboy goes off basically to to find the Teen Titans. <laughs> uh, Maxima, in a very weird thing, kind of comes out of the closet. I, yeah. I I sent you the page to say, is this her coming out of the closet? You're, yeah, it is. So that's that. But uh, Comet goes off to find. I think it was the Wanderers. Uh, he's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to catch up. I want to see what they are. I want to see these stories. And, uh, again, we said Maxima and uh, Savo end up being um, the principal and vice principal of the academy. <laughs> and then Kara goes back to Earth. And this is where 
I got a little taken aback. Or I, this is I what kinda... happens when people drop out of school. They become baristas in a coffee yeah, shop. Yeah, she goes back to, to work at Starbucks. And in a weird twist, well, in a weird twist, she sees Mike again. Mike just shows up like he's, you know. Yeah, oh, just I'm... shows yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been, stalking, he's stalking her. her. He saw her come down there. And again, she hasn't called him. So when is he going to get the hint? Yeah. But he shows up and it's oh you can take your break and they they kind of reconnect and they're going to have a date. It's not going to go well for Mike. Mike's in the friend zone. That's that, the thing. I want to see the still series go on because I want to continue seeing Mike in the Mike friend, in the friend zone. zone. It makes but me laugh all the in, time. And the weird thing that I guess DC has put the writers up to. Kara's become more human. She cuts herself. She all of a sudden. <laughs> no no she's... no no no! You made that sound terrible. She got. Cut. <laughs> she's a cutter. Oh uh, she's writing dark poetry, <laughs> and she's listening to corn. And it's as we, I, I just wanted to bust on you. Oh. Um, she's listening to Romstein. She's wearing a trench coat. Like she's cutting stuff. herself, and uh, soon she's going to shave her head like Britney Spears. No, what what happens is I she gets a paper cut, right? Yeah. Yeah, and she's bleeding. It's like, oh my god, what's happening? And oh, I'm hungry now. And oh my god, I feel more human. And this I a guess up way to leave this. Yeah, I guess that's what's going to lead into the new book. And uh, my guess is this new Supergirl is going to be around September. It's going to pick up from there where she is um, more human. Hasn't used her powers in a while. Yeah, she hasn't used her powers. She's going to be uh, a better barista. I mean, that's is that her new superpower? She can make a hell of a latte, that woman. I hope that it, when it does come back, and it, you, things usually don't work out this way, and I know uh, Emmanuel Lupacino is on another book. Mike Johnson doing some stuff. I don't know about Kate Perkins, but I, I love this. I love this creative team on this book. I really, really like Supergirl that they've done, and I, I thought it was a fun story. I really thought that this was going to be a, a great little story that i'd enjoy each month and i only can guess that they are cancel or they did cancel it because it's not in line with what they want the the new show tv show coming out and things like that that it's just not in line with what they have and uh they want to just start new and it's going to end up i guess her being partly more human i I don't know that's not how i want supergirl it makes sense though. She's been so obsessed, with, like she's been so rage filled because she yeah. is this, you know, it's a fish out of water story. You have this like Kryptonian here on Earth. She doesn't understand the ways. Her home planet's gone. Now, if we give her some time to uh, be on Earth and actually be human, and that we have this time lapse to the new book, it'll yeah. humanize her and make her like a less, you know, angry character. She'll be able to like, you know, I don't know. Uh, Fit, I don't want to say fit in more, but less rage-filled. You know, well, she'll be a part of this world. And it's weird. If, the The whole thing I've read about the TV series is that she's about 24 years old, and she has never shown her powers. Yeah. And then she decides to show them. But maybe that was – maybe it's – maybe this will be tied into that a little more. I don't Probably. know. We'll see. But, yeah, it's obviously obvious that they're coming back at some point with Supergirl. I was a little mad at the reveal, though, because there was nothing leading into it to make her think that she was human. I, I, again, it's she cut herself and she was hungry. That's the thing. I don't. That's know, like, like me every day. I'm I'm very human because <laughs> every minute I'm hungry and I, I cut myself. I cut myself on freaking cardboard this week. I'm human. Yeah. But uh, but I'm saying though, she came down to Earth. At what point did her powers go away? She had to fly down to Earth. Has she not flown all this time? Yeah, I, I guess that it's you know something that and again. 
Was it the explosion that did? I don't understand what did it? I know I was out of nowhere. That's the only problem I really had with this book is that out of nowhere well, she just had no again, powers. I gave it an eight out of ten, and that was one of the reasons that I didn't give it a little bit higher. Uh, because of that, I thought that was a bunch of nonsense at the end. And again, I hate to say it because I have no, I, I pretty much think that they, uh, Kay Perkins and Mike Johnson, that wasn't their thing. Right. That was something they had to, you, you're not man. allowed to end the book in a crazy way like that. If that wasn't what you were told, you're just not. But I, I love Emmanuel Lupacino's art and I, I love this team, but yeah. That's that's it for Supergirl. It's over. The colors is what sold it for me, actually. Okay, yeah. Oh, you <laughs> you love the colors. I do love the colors, uh, man. I'm trying to get more on this because I don't ever talk about the colors in my reviews. Recently, I've been trying to get more into it because honestly, that's what made the last couple issues of uh, okay. Green Lantern Corps. Well, the colors. Here's another book that we always said that the colorist uh, had an easy job, but maybe it had a hard job. But it's a uh, book of yours. Yes, Green Lantern, New Guardians, number 40, written by Justin Jordan with art by Diogenes Neves, uh, Raj Antonio, Mark Deering, Daniel Henriquez, and Will Quintana. Mm-hmm. Final issue, man. Yep, another one that's ending. Yeah, I, I really hate the fact that this is ending because I need Kyle Rayner in my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite Lantern, but he kind of went out in style, I'd say. Yeah. He's, he's fighting Oblivion. And who's his darker self created by the like life equation when he first got imbued with it. And the way he overcomes this is that Justin Jordan has him actually change the status quo of the White Lanterns. Everybody's throwing all these fucking energy blasts at him. No, it's only making him stronger. So he takes the life equation, which will one day make him into a god monster five years from now. And he yeah. splits it up into seven different rings and sends them out. He makes a White Lantern core. And I was blown away. Like, holy shit. Things yeah. are changing. It, the, the, it's such a shame that this is the last issue. I know. Because that is so cool. So now the fact that the life equation is split up and there is none like none for anybody. I don't know how he does this because I actually thought it was a part of him and not actually in his white lantern ring. Mm-hmm. But he took it out, separated the equation in the seven different rings, and now that that's not around, I don't quite understand, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Oblivion is gone. Yep, Oblivion's go. I kind of ripped Oblivion out of his crazy mutating thing, and yeah. I don't know. I don't like know. you said, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I I got the idea that Oblivion was only there because of what was going to happen, and because Kyle did what he did, it wasn't going to happen, so it kind of gave Oblivion lost power. I don't know. That's the thing, though, because Oblivion was trying to kill Kyle to prevent that future. So if he did that, no life equation, no Oblivion. So maybe he was on a suicide mission this whole time. And I don't know. I really liked it, though. I'm saying I don't understand the life equations ins and out. You know, I don't expect I'm not a fucking like uh, life equation expert. Oh, you're not? No, no, I'm not. No, but I thought I, you were. I really you're a performer. <laughs> I mean, you're an artist. What, what aren't you? You're not a life equation expert. Kyle Rayner is though, <laughs> and he split that bitch up. And, and I, I love this issue. The best part of that is this is really the first thing that we've seen that the future has been rewritten from yeah. future's end. That's why I it, loved it. You loved the fact before that this was one of the few books that this and Sinestro, uh, yeah, was was uh, uh, referencing uh, future's end. And I thought this was a great way to end it that it actually stopped that awful future. I had I really dug this. I'm telling you, everything was great. The fact that Kyle Rayner was just kicking ass and taking names. He, he used his brains. He's always jumping in the shit like half cocked and then gets blasted back, almost like a Superman. 
like yeah. in that uh, when he's fighting Brainiac in Future's End before. But you know, Kyle did something that was I did not expect this at all. No, I never saw it coming. I never thought that they would make a white lantern go and then end on that. I'm like, you sons of bitches, you had me. Yep, you yeah. had me. Why are we done with this? Yeah, I I would love to say that we're going to get this. Uh, I I guess we're probably in the future. We'll we'll have the White Lantern Corps at some point. They're not just going to wipe it away. But yeah, I want this book now. Yeah, I I'm... want next issue of New Guardians to happen and have it be now <laughs> the uh, the White Lantern Corps. Yeah, and it'd be uh... awesome. And again, why couldn't they? Why couldn't? And it even matches the title you could still green lantern new guardians and it's this white lantern core going around and trying to right the wrongs of what everybody thinks the green lantern core that, did you could have kept this went, book yeah he's trying to write what the he's and, trying to write wrongs right and wrongs. Then hope that the next leap will be the leap home uh, exactly oh boy <laughs> uh, and they could have they could have had the white lantern core involved in hunting down the quote-unquote uh renegade hal jordan yeah, well, it I don't want so that. Good. No, I think it would have been great because they wouldn't have known that maybe they don't know about it and they're going to to do it. Uh, they just they could have had this book continue and they're not. And... You were right though because you said how you didn't expect Kyle Rayner to die at this like the uh, no. Omega Men. No, I told you that he wasn't going to die, and I still don't think he's going to die. I'm telling you, we're going to get this preview of the Omega Men, and it's going to be Kyle there and given a wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, oh, I'm dead because the Omega Men are going to be trying to find some other villain that needs them. That you need to kill or make everybody think that Kyle's dead to bring them out of the woodwork. Or well, we do have something sword. that might lead into that here because Kyle makes seven rings and he gives it the, sends it out to get seven, uh, six, no, I'm sorry, five people. And, you know, Kyle has one, so that's only six. At the end, after everything is said and done, everybody goes off to do their own things. Kyle reveals that he has one more and he's going to give it to Carol. And he's, on, he's down on his knee. And you know what happens? The dude gets fucking straight up rejected. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what? It's a little too soon for our relationship for you to be giving me I rings. I like that. She, she had to put a ring on it. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> so then Kyle sent the ring off to go find a new bear. And that might lead to Omega Man where they have a White Lantern ring and they think that they killed the White Lantern. Yeah, maybe that's it. That, that'd be a good good little tie-in too yeah, yeah you're right that all of a sudden that shows up and oh my god kyle must be dead and then somebody sees the ring with him and assumes that's what happened could be i don't know i'm saying this is all just like jumping the gun here yeah making up shit but i gave an 8.8 out of 10 i really dug this issue i think i'm the highest one on comic book ground if everybody else is dumping on it, it seems oh jeez, like. i i actually would have given it at least a nine i loved yeah. it i thought it was really really good it felt uh, a little rushed. That's like my main concern is that the book, you know, it was ending. It had to rush out, and you know, I have no idea how Oblivion was really stopped. You know, it's like okay. Yeah. No, I, I I thought it was great, but yeah, like you said, but I liked the art. I thought the color work was great. Yep. I liked the story. I liked the whole idea. I I actually think it's funny that Justin Jordan had like announced he was off the book, and then his final issue, he throws in the the freaking curveball that there's the White Lantern Corps. See, I would love go. to he think that he was just well. yeah. I would love to think that he just snuck that under the radar. But I <laughs> know these things don't happen. But it'd be funny. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be off the book. Yeah, take that. Boosh. <laughs> yep, that's awesome. And uh, I don't see how anybody could not want that White Lantern Corps. It's just awesome. I don't know. There were some weird members that they got for like the one. Yeah, they were odd members, but I just like the I like the concept of it. I did like that the one uh, member is a Daxamite who is the, like the, the sister's uh, planet to uh, Krypton. Yeah, yeah. So they actually have the powers of like Kryptonite, like uh, of Kryptonite, uh, of uh, like Kryptonians when they're under the yellow sun. All right. 
And it's like Sodom Yacht back in the day was a Green Lantern, and he was like the most powerful because when he was under a yellow sun, had a Green Lantern ring, he was badass. Yeah. So I'd like to see this guy freaking pull out well, a White Lantern maybe, shit maybe underneath we'll the yellow see, sun. Maybe we'll see this stuff later. But uh, Batman Eternal 50, written by James the Fourth and art by Alvaro Martinez. I like this issue, even though I have some big problems with the final reveal. But up until then, I, I had a lot of fun. I did as well. Yeah, uh, the issue opens up is the big thing I've been waiting for all week was who was going to win between Bane and Batman <laughs> and a jet. And it seems that Batman barely wins. It's still a pretty good fight, I guess. But Bane, he seems to be uh, about dead. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he's going to get fucked up. Yeah, he's dying, and he's still kind of taunting Batman, and Batman kicks him in the face. The one thing I want to know is when Batman walks off and Jason Todd is there, he says yeah. to Jason Todd, make sure to give him, like, I think he said sedatives or whatever, yeah, make yeah. sure he, he lives, whatever. Yep. Jason, and he walks off. Jason, all Jason Todd's shit in his belt blew up a few issues ago. He doesn't have anything on him. So Batman walked away. Bane's dying right there. Yeah, Jason Bane's Todd dead. don't have nothing I, for I him. I think that Jason Todd is just like laughing anyway. <laughs> and then, again, I'm going to talk about this issue with you. And I have a bunch of problems with this issue. But still, I, I want to stress that it was a lot of fun. I'm trying to let go of my Batman Eternal hate. We only have two more issues left. So it's, it's not time for nonsense. Yeah. But... We head off to Blackgate, and now I asked you this during the week, and I, I want to talk to you about it, and you tell me what happened. Jim Gordon's in Blackgate. There's a riot going on. He is in his cell reading a book, and it's, it's like a badass moment, like almost like, hey, guys, I'm reading a book, and if you come in, I'm going to beat your crap out of you before I even turn another page. And he's like, he's really badass about it. But the last bit that I remember him, he was in a cell with Penguin. Tying him up. Tying him up and kind of like almost like he was going to be in that cell. He was going to wait out the riot. And when they show up, when whoever does, you would figure maybe he figures it's going to be Bullock, which it is. He's surprised that Bard is one of them that shows up as well. But he was going to be like, okay, here I am. I got the penguin almost as well as like almost keeping the penguin there for a little, not ransom, but for a little, you know, safety thing. Like, hey, if you guys try to screw with me, I'm going to slice the penguin's throat and you're not going to want that. And he... Uh, this issue happens and what happened? How did Penguin get out of there? And not no only idea. that, but he's in a boat with Killer Croc heading away from Blackgate. I, I have no idea. I, I don't understand it. When we come to Jim Gordon in this, the cell door is open. Two guys are down on the ground. The Jim Gordon's knocked out. He started reading a book during this riot. Yeah. And we missed all this shit because when we left last issue, Penguin was getting tied up. The, yep. the cell door was locked. Yeah. And these guys on the outside, you know what? We don't need the keys. We're just going to move on. Pe- you can have the penguin. Yeah, yeah. They they even, they even say, we're going to go get the keys. And he's like, well, you think that you know, you're going to have enough time to do that. Plus, you'll end up in here with me. And His they Rorschach run off. They run yeah. off. They're like, screw that. And in the meantime now, uh, Penguin's gone. And there's some guys in the cell knocked out. Yeah. They're just out. They might be dead. I don't know. Very odd. Uh, I Again, I was having a lot of fun with the issue already. I even in the review I said that it makes no sense to me, but I'll just let it pass because we got it. We got to get this done with. Yeah. It's almost one of those things. But I am no what I don't know what happened between issues. Maybe after all, Batman Eternal is done. We'll get like issue forty nine point five. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> but, uh, I want to know. But uh, what I do know is that Batman is pissed and he's mad. And you know how he tells you he's mad? He punches a window. 
<laughs> and he punches it, but then the the rest of the issue again was pretty badass. It's pretty much Batman going around and helping out the Bat family with the villains that they had, you know, their villain problem they've had. Yeah. And the biggest one again <laughs> to me it's nonsense, but man, it made an awesome looking panel. Batman shows up on those drones that the Scarecrow is using, and he's yeah. flying the drones. He's got like a foot on two drones. He's there flying in to go beat the crap out of Scarecrow. And again, <laughs> it makes no sense. It was pretty badass, though. It was a pretty, uh, you know, like an action movie type deal. So then he goes off, and um, Harbor Row has been dealing with Mr. Freeze. He goes off and just electrocutes him. He, he's, he asks, hey, Harper, how much electricity is here in these live wires? Oh, it's this. Okay. He, he freaking he electrocutes him. Then he goes off Clayface. Clayface is getting the best of Tim Drake. He just shows up and shoots. Uh, he uh, freezes him. So he shoots him, freezes him. And then in my favorite part of the issue, actually, is you're wondering, oh, Barbara's off. You know, Batgirl's off with Joker's daughter. She just shows up with Joker's daughter. I'll freaking throws her down on the floor and kind of digs into Tim Drake that she didn't need help. And again, I mentioned to you, it's not it's not a full out reference to the killing joke or whatever. But yes. I like the fact that Barbara says, hey, I've had a lot of time to, to pretty much practice and think about what I do to that face. And I did it. I beat the crap out of it. So I don't need your help, Batman. And I thought, again, that is a strong Batgirl. Oh, yeah, man. And and I really liked it. So this ends up, and again, Batman is, that's when actually Batman punches the window. All this is said and done. He's pissed. He wants to know what's going on. Freaking out of nowhere, uh, uh, Gotham's on fire. Was it was it Firefly? Firefly. Yeah. yeah. Out of nowhere, Firefly's just flying around, burning the city. And uh, so you get Gordon, uh, Bard, Bullock, and was it was it Montoya? I don't remember. Off yeah, the top I, of my yeah head. but they they come out. They they look. There's Gotham's in in flames, and they Batman's so mad he wants to know what's going on, and then he gets the answer he wants. I guess uh, he's supposed to meet the villain, the quote unquote big bad of the story is in Beacon Tower with the uh, the bat signal. He goes to see it, and it's one of those. He gets electrocuted, and then there it is. The villain walks out from the shadows, and it is Clue Master. And, again, it, I I don't like it. I think it's a bunch of hooey. Again, I'm saying Red Herring. It might be, but with two issues left, and yeah. I saw the preview for the next issue, and it's full out him. So they're, they're going to have to work overtime. <laughs> Uh, we know it's not Clayface, so I won't get yes. that mad. But I think it might be him. And again, I believe that when Riddler was mad at, at Batman, he's like, "You aren't looking at all the clues." Yeah. And it's just—it's so. You bad. beat and me he, every time and, you let the Clue yeah, Master get and, ahead of and Clue Master even says, "Like you haven't looked at the clues." He steps from behind, and I—I uh, I think this is him. I think it's him. Uh, I think that you were right when you told me that I believe Hush, it'll be revealed that they'll unwrap him and he'll look like Bruce. And yeah. that's why spoilers saw Bruce Wayne at the beginning plotting all this. But she saw she saw them plotting. She said, I saw Bruce telling my dad what to do. So I don't know who else it, it is going to be if it's well, not we, Clue Master. Sorry, I, still I think need it's, someone to get Hush out of the cage and back I, But it. it makes no sense. But again, is it going to be that... Tommy Elliott knew how to do that. It, it's ridiculous. We'll get it. We'll get it in two issues. Um, 
I really, I liked this issue for the fun. It was, oh, I gave it an eight out of 10 because it was a lot of fun. And yes, whether or not I like that it's the Clue Master, at least we're getting something. At least it's something that's pushing us to the end of this run. And again, I wanted answers. I got an answer. I may not like the answer, but it's an answer. Might be a red herring, like you said. It'd be odd to throw in another one. We've had all those before. It's just odd to have it be the Clue Master who's been around this whole time. And again, if I want to go back, once this is all over, I'll go back and kind of think it, let it sink in. And maybe it'll make more sense if I go back and look at some things. But he's just been the kind of the, the, you know, C villain that's been kind of around that's a joke and he's got his little team with him and uh stephanie brown's been trying to expose him and everything else but again it it it, i don't like it but i like this issue that scene though when batman punches the window when uh tim and barbara are ribbing ribbing each other about the shit yeah yeah that was a total dad moment where fucking tim and barbara like gotham's the mom the mom is freaking angry Batman's the dad. He comes home, and the kids are squabbling. He's, this is dad shouting now. Oh, shit. Time, things are getting real. Dad's home. Mm-hmm. That's what I got. Yeah. From this. Yeah, like, the, holy ooh. shit. <laughs> it, was, it was funny, though, because, yeah, he doesn't want the ribbing. He wants answers. He got it. People, uh, the Gotham is burning. You and need again, to go out it, there and save yeah. people. And it ends in a, in a way that I, I'm excited to see the next issue. And yeah, I have man. not said that a lot of times. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I gave an 8 out of 10. And I also I want to mention I, I really liked Alvaro Martinez's art. So, I uh, thought it was really, really good. There was a lot of good, like, set pieces. I like everything about it except that Clue Masters. The, the <laughs> like I said, I wanted answers. It's so. not Signal Man. Don't worry. And honestly, he's part of the group. Yeah. He's part of the, the this villain group that, again, it's gonna. it seems like it's going to end up that it's like, hey, we just want to be looked at as real villains. Look at us. It's That's Clue, all it comes out. It's Clue Master, Signal Man, and then the real villain, Kite Man. Yeah, Kite Man's there and Crazy Quilt. <laughs> <laughs> but he's dead. Yeah. But he... No, he wouldn't be dead yet. He died in um in Oh yeah, it was Endgame. freaking uh, yeah, it was so Endgame. So that's later. So but yeah, that was the he you know, he kind of just showed up then, but that would have been funny if he was involved too. But yeah, uh your next book is yet another one that's last issue. Yes, the Red Hood and the Outlaws number 40 by Scott Liddell with art by Tom Derenick, Sean Parsons and the Horries. Final the issue. Yes, the Horries. The Horries. <laughs> I love the Horries. Infamous? 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 <laughs> That's a little Three Amigos for y'all that don't yeah, know. Yeah. But uh, final issue. Cancun? <laughs> final issue of Fred Hood and the Outlaws. And this I'm actually isn't the a little penultimate upset issue? No, I hate you so much. And even though it's a bit rushed and uh, Hellspont dies very unceremoniously, and, you know, this book has had its problems. You know, the freaking whole series, ups and downs, and this, this issue is no different because Hellspot is just done. The whole book feels rushed, but I still really liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Starfire makes her exit by going back to Tamron to make sure that Blackfire gets all healed up. And I just don't know how that's going to translate to her coming back to Earth and being a valley girl in her solo book. Yeah, I know. It, it ends in a way that this uh, Starfire book that's going to start in June cannot possibly pick up from here. No, It just has to not. be totally out of continuity and just a fun, crazy book because, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't go off in, in any fun place. No, goes back to Tamaran. Yeah. 
But the, the wisecracks in the face of death and the over-the-top action is one of the things that made this one of the most entertaining books in the New 52, in my opinion. And I hope both of these qualities carry over to Red Hood and Arsenal in June. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. Uh, because, yeah, I, I like the... Like you said, it's it's almost like a cheesy action movie, yeah. And that's what I like about it. And in fact, my favorite part in this was at one point Jason looks like he's got like the biggest gun I've ever seen, <laughs> and then Roy shows up with one that's eight times bigger. The goddamn Walker cannon! It's you know? so funny. I laugh. So, I actually laughed out loud at that. I don't laugh a lot out loud, and uh, it it made me laugh. I even like the ending to me was very cheesy. Like oh, the, I'm telling you, like the last the last page. Yeah, I don't it care. It was what perfect. Said, no, I'm saying it was, was the, it was the cheesy was as hell. To me. But it was perfect. It, See, it fit everything with this book and everything about it. It was great. Everyone goes their separate ways, and then Jason says to Rose Wilson, who asks about how he feels about his team splitting up, and he's like, "We were never a team. We were friends. Yeah, we I, were outlaws. Just, yeah, it's not even just that, but it's the it's like the the phantom versions of yeah. them doing their thing on the side. It just it was perfect. And I, I'm, honestly, I felt like I got the chills when I read that. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. I don't know. I, like, I feel like sappy because, like, yeah. man, they were just friends. They loved each other now. <laughs> I also – I like when uh, Jason and Roy hug it out. Oh, and yeah. then Roy just walks away into the woods. He's going to go get himself some tech. He's going to, like, you know, pick up some spare pieces and destroy the rest. It is funny, too, that you would you would think that they would – you know, Jason and – and Roy would end up together at the end just because that's the book that's yeah. coming out. But yeah, they just, they just go off. Also, yeah, they'll, they'll meet up. They're friends. It's also <laughs> I really liked the the ending with uh, Roy and Starfire. Yeah, it actually was really good. You know, they're making out. <laughs> got a little sexy. It got a little sexy, and then the next thing I know, I thought Roy and uh, Jason were gonna make out a little. They're really good friends. Yeah, they are. Are they are they yes. best friends? Or really? Are they? No, really good friends. Read between the lines, man. I, Damn. No, that I I. Shit's gonna be rough for uh, freaking Roy when Starfire's away. Now, come on. No, he's gonna find out next that she's in like Malibu. I I forget where this. I think it's yeah. like Malibu where they're That's going. The he's she gonna get everything. word of it. And he's gonna be like, "What the hell? <laughs> I, I thought that she was going back to her home planet. She's in Malibu dancing around." <laughs> Who knows what she's going to do in that book? If it's anything like Harley, it's going to be aw- not awful. It's going to be great, but what she's going to do is going to be awful. She, it's going to be more of this like fish out of water stuff. Next thing you know, Roy's going to find out and go ballistic. That'll be a fun tie-in. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to tie-in. Yeah, it's probably gonna, not. It's going to be a cartoony deal, just like Harley. But in no, fact, I, I wouldn't even see. I I would guess that Harley and Starfire are going to have a crossover before too long, too. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Well, when they, I'm saying there's only a six issue mini for her and Power Girl. Starfire is the next best candidate for a oh, yeah. freaking crossover. I, I just you would have like a a three issue like you know each book has three issues that they cross. <coughs> it's the same creative team, yeah. so it makes complete sense, and it'd be fun. Uh, next thing, Harley's off to Malibu. Malibu See, I have no Barbie. idea if it's fucking like L.A. or if it's like you know no, down. No, in... I, 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 can't remember. Like I said, I think it's something like that. But she's, you know, palm she's... trees are there. Yeah, she, she looks yeah, like a valley yeah. girl. She's gonna be, you know, 
sit walking down the boardwalk with everybody with putting their <laughs> sunglasses down and whistling and whatnot. Doing that freaking, you know, that whole like thing from that uh, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley with the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also think of when, uh, actually in Weird Science, when Lisa goes by and there's all the guys right. and they're each hitting and it ends up the girl at the end. She's all pissed <laughs> off. But, but yeah. I gave this 7.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. And I, I think, um, yeah, when I talked about New Guardians, I said that everybody else was dumping on that. Yeah. I think, I'm not sure actually now that I think about it, everybody dumped the fuck on this one on Comic Book Roundup, except for me. Uh, yeah. I was just going to look because, again, I, uh, how many people have been reviewing Red Hood? There hasn't been that many. I think there's been like four tops. Okay. Yeah, I, um, yeah, there was five, and boy. Yeah, you are way in the top. You got you gave it a seven five. It goes down to a two. I know. I'm telling you, I this is not the perfect ending, and it was not a perfect book. But I've had a lot of fun. A lot of people give Scott Liddell shit for his writing and everything, and actually his own personal choices apparently. Mm -hmm. But um, I love him on this title. Like I don't like him on a Superman run on like uh, uh, Teen Titans run. Didn't like any of those. I love him on Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah, I was so happy when he came back to this uh, title. I'm looking here. You gave it a 7.5. Geeked Out Nation gave it a 7. Comic Crusaders gave it a 4. Gambit Magazine a 3. And Batman News gave it a 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're on top of the heap. I just You're had a, a lot number of... one, buddy. <laughs> I'm the friggin' uh, Isotola of Rock and Roll. of Rock and Roll. Uh, you one, you okay? are the, uh, yes, uh, I'm looking. They have user reviews as well. And somebody named Fuzzy Cracker gave it a 1. And uh, I, I don't know about you. I would not trust a man named Fuzzy Cracker. <laughs> soups, soups, though, gave it a seven five. Soups, a, soups. I had a lot of fun with this book. That yeah, I, I think seven. here's the thing: it's weird because, yes, it's not perfect. The art but, was great. Well, oh yeah, but I'm saying it's not a perfect issue. But in this universe of Red Hood, it is to me. Yeah. It was very fitting. Yes, it it seemed a little rushed, but again, these books were canceled. They, they, people want to end. Uh, uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. What did it, how I explained it before? It's this would probably have ended an arc, yeah. But also, then they're throwing in that it has to end the series. So yes, things are going to be rushed or seem out of place, but it's not their fault, really. It's not. Uh, you have to. It's like Supergirl. Things have to be kind of brushed aside or assumed. In order to finish the book, and I think that the Red Hood and the Outlaws finished, you know, on a high note. Now I'm not so a big I. Scott Liddell fan. Yeah, I've had problems with him. Well, I've had problems with Tom Derenek's art. Yeah, he, he killed this issue. Yeah, it I thought was it was so great. good. Everybody looked great. Yeah. I loved it so much. And the wisecracks, the over-the-top action, the art, everything was fucking solid. It's just it was a rush job. And Hellspawn just dies out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, again, I think that it just, that's how it had to happen. So I, he's a big-ass intergalactic warlord, though, and he's just dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's not a he's not a badass anymore. What are the Daemonites, The hell with those Daemonites. Those Daemonites actually, the Daemonites seem to get a lot of uh, bullcrap bull happen to them in the New 52. They seem to be more like they were going to be the big bad of the New 52 at one point. No, yeah. nothing. The, the Daemonite war and all this stuff, no. Forget <laughs> you guys. Go Done. back to Wildstorm. <laughs> Done. And uh, again, that's that's going to be it for what we talk about of the books tonight. Uh, yep. There was also, you had Teen Titans that you actually did review today. Yep. Uh, you hated. Yes, terrible. Yeah. 
Uh, I have Batwoman that I have not done yet. I'm going to do that uh, tomorrow. So anybody who hears this, by the time you hear it, I should have the review up. And you have uh, Trinity of Sin, correct? Trinity of Sin 5 and 6. I yeah, fell behind on this title because it, it really wore on me. Yeah, other things on the site this week. We'll have lots of reviews. Yes. We'll have uh, – I'm going to do – the Infinite Crisis, I, I stopped doing that and then found out that I was just two issues from the end. <laughs> so whether or not anybody reads the reviews, because I don't think anybody read the book, I'm going to review the last two issues of that. Um, I was going to ask you, what happened to the top five list this week? Well, we got our wires crossed because we wires said, crossed. We said we were going to talk about who was doing it this week because you had talked about doing it this I think week. When I dropped you off, you were like, you're going to, I'm going to do it. I said, all right. I sped off in the snow. No, well, the last final thing we said was, we'll talk tonight about it. Mm. Never did. I thought did. that was a joke. <laughs> I thought you were going to do the list. But, yeah, so next week we'll have that. Uh, nothing else really uh, crazy, just the normal stuff on the site. We'll have some previews, some uh, I reviews. might be bringing in checking, uh, checking the numbers this week. Oh, uh, really? For, uh, I've heard February that about numbers. 17 times. Yeah, I also heard you're going to do the top five list one of these days. Ooh, yeah. I got a couple <laughs> top five lists in uh, – in the works. Excellent, excellent. Also, um, there was something else. Uh, we were talking about we might bring back like just a hell of it Mondays Maybe. and uh, old time Tuesdays and stuff that people listening probably don't even remember we no. did. We used to have a lot of uh, days, like uh, theme things, yeah. uh, like the Top 5 Fridays. We used to have a just for the hell of it Monday where Eric would put up stuff that just caught his fancy. Some videos. Some videos and stuff like that. And then I did Old Time Tuesday, which was basically old time radio, uh, either Superman, Batman, stuff like that. And then uh, didn't we have something on Wednesday? No, we had New Comic Book Day on Wednesday. New Comic Book. You're right. Why would we have something <laughs> on Wednesday? And again, you know what I might do this week is best covers of the week. I haven't done that. In, yeah, uh, that was Sunday. Actually, I was going to do the best covers of the year, and then that became too much, and I haven't really done much of the covers then we started the podcast and yeah, shit got real that's what did the podcast ends up taking up a lot of my sundays editing it and whether you think that it's edited or not because <laughs> it probably doesn't come off as edited man it takes me a while and, and tonight we had a lot of, a lot of issues sunday. we had a lot of issues tonight yeah tonight was a bad night so my um my goal is to make it seem like we didn't have any issues <laughs> but i i don't think i'm going to make it seamless but again like to thank everybody for listening. Go to the site at weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com where we uh, actually sound more intelligent. Liar. And, well, we get a lot of jokes out, but I, I think our reviews come off a little more intelligent than us talking. Huh. We're just a bunch of morons. We're two morons. Here's a, Eric from the beginning, the 12-year-old who wants to do a podcast on a site. We're morons, and we can do it. Anybody can do it. <laughs> and, and pretty much... You anybody wants any advice? Don't ask us because we threw stuff out there. It was like, let's do it. Boom, we did it. Like I said earlier, we just we we pounded it so much that people just <laughs> submitted. Yeah, pounded, pounded it so pounded. hard. Pounded, we pounded it hard, hard, baby. But yeah, we just throw at the if you if you put ten things up, one is bound to be good. That's what we did, and that one thing happened to be one of my reviews. I think. <laughs> Probably go, that, go, Godzilla. Probably that uh, Batman Catwoman that I did was one of the good ones. 
I think that was the first one. It was. That and I had a new Guardians. That was very uh, one of the new ones. But again, you go back and look at our early reviews and you'll see, man, anybody can do it. Yeah. They were like a, a two paragraphs, a, a salute, and a hello, gorgeous. I don't know. I was, what are you going with here? I don't know. I'm getting tired. Oh, All right, yeah, then end the podcast. Yeah. But again, also check us out on Twitter, Tumblr. Look us up on Weird Science, uh, DC Comics on your internets, Google searches, Bing, Yahoo, Web Crawler, Lycos. What are some of those old search engines? AOL. AOL. That wasn't a good one. You're I don't awful. know what you want from me here. Just keep going off. End the some, podcast. Actually, like a an intelligent comment I might want. Again, I'd like to thank everyone. <laughs> I want to say there better be a Team Jim forming right now because Team Eric really upset me. And I will not stop whining about my miserable life. And Eric's not going to get a word in edgewise. And I'm going to make this podcast go on another 50 minutes of oh, me just rambling on. But we won't. We're going to and end Team it. Jim just disbanded. Team Jim. It, it, team Jim's always just me. I'm I Team said, Jim. Hey, I said I'd be on Team Jim. You didn't want me. No, because Team Jim is a team of one. Me. <laughs> That's it, me. You want a step ladder? I got you. You know what I'm going to go now? I think I'm going to go make a cheesesteak. You go make that cheesesteak. 12.30 at night or morning, and I'm going to make a cheesesteak. So Everybody, please. you know what? We're from the Philadelphia uh, area, and we love cheesesteaks, so take that. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, they are. Everybody, again, if you can, I would never do it, but uh, rate us on uh, iTunes. And uh, that's the thing. I'm telling these people to go rate us on yeah, iTunes. You would, I, I would never, never do it either. Ever. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, don't be like Some us. Some people do famous. that, though. Yeah, I guess. And I, really, if I was listening to something and they said it enough, and I'm like, you know what, I really do like these guys. <laughs> I'd fast forward. <laughs> yeah, and most people have turned it off by now. Yeah. But everybody, you know, we had a lot of fun tonight. I hope you yeah. did, too. See you guys in seven. All right, see ya. Bye. Bye. And it ain't till 12 till the party.